Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast here on the 2nd of May, 2017. Yeah. Yes. Hi. Sure is a date. That yeah, is? That sure is a date on the calendar, I tell it, you what. Indeed. The 2nd of May. Yes. Known for such things as the day after May Day. What is, okay, my mom texted me yesterday and said, happy May Day, my lovelies, to all of her kids. And um, I don't know what May Day is supposed to be, aside it's from the first day of May. Really Do we just call it thing. May Day because it's fun? It's, yeah. it's uh, an, old, an old pagan fertility thing. I don't know. I yeah, had one of those yeah. weird friends in college who was kind of like an, an artsy hippie type. And, and he would sure. celebrate May Day and set up a Maypole with the Pagan Student Alliance. and. Apparently that's oh, what I mean. You do on I May love Day. the fact that there was a pagan student student alliance, and there were <laughs> I, it, it was him it. and like four of like the weird gothic looking kids oh, who okay. were really into photography. <laughs> um, I, and, to, and I, I I loved him to death, but you know it was that crowd. Enough, yeah, my town being extremely like small town America conservative, every single year had a maypole. Really? So yeah. Oh, so okay. I have I have danced about the maypole before. It's also uh, a is the maypole day... a conservative symbol of some sort? Like no, 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 no. Uh, if anything, it's a pagan day... fertility thing. Yeah, I, I guess say. it depends on how conservative you want to go back. You know, like like exactly how old are the traditions we're supposed to be conserving here? <laughs> right. But May Day is also a uh, like a I don't want to say communist, but it's a. Uh, May Day's a communist, like a, get him. No, it is. It's like the International Worker Party yeah. Day. It, yeah, it, it, someone in Twitch chat like, just posted See, that. I was hoping that Jesse could bring, being a history yeah. buff, yeah, could no, bring it's some kind of extra info to this. May Day is 100% wow. about like the beginning of spring and fertility rituals and all that stuff and like hook, like dancing around the Maypole and finding your love and all that yeah, stuff. International but Workers Day. But it was also co-opted by the either socialist or communist party to be like it's the international workers day which is why you have so many big protests on may day mm. which is why there were may day protests yesterday and people oh, getting in fights and shit. shit yeah yeah so it's a big like f you to the to the man so may day is like a the, we're going out we're protesting so i better go buy is, some uh, oh. official international workers day merchandise to stick it to the man yeah so, so it was a day meant to commemorate the Haymarket Affair, which occurred in Chicago on 4th May of 1886. So Labor Day in America is in September, but apparently mm. International Workers' Day in, in a whole lot of other countries it's is on an first. entirely different day, yes. but it's still based on an incident that occurred in, in America. America. <laughs> well, it was like so, a rallying cry. It was like a rallying cry to like better conditions and screw the oh, bourgeoisie yeah, no. and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Children... <laughs> Children used to work. In fact, it was it was horrible. It needed yeah. It needed to be changed. I mean, they England, would feed their kids beer because beer gave them lots of nutrients. Mm. We were very very Sad. good at putting children to work in factories and having them lose their tiny their fingers little fingers. They could get in between the gears. Yeah, okay, so yeah, it was changed in the USA because communism. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So they so didn't want to be associated with it, right? We we wanted a different Labor Day that doesn't really mean anything now. Get it out of the way. Yeah. I guess that does make a degree of sense. That is a very American thing to do. So, so anyways, hello, I'm I'm George. <laughs> Indeed, George has been on the show quite a few times. He has many names: uh, Super Bunny Hop, the Bunny Hop Show, the Notorious H.O.P., whichever oh, you yeah, prefer. That was, that was a while ago. Indeed, 
you know you've you've put aside you've uh, put your thug thug ways and thug times behind you but who knows when you'll be called back to the streets uh yeah now i'm now i'm a humble sock salesman indeed yes so please, did you please, guys get those, you didn't those have them offers to for the socks come on what offers what Ow. what what sorry i think i accidentally ended up talking over you socks offers no what yeah socks offers wait so okay okay like me and pushing up roses and lazy game reviews all got these like mysterious offers from a company called backdrop okay. to do sock merchandise really <laughs> and, and specifically just socks just socks yeah literally like they don't sell anything else they just oh. sell socks <laughs> and they'll like print your channel's branding on them and uh i don't know i I don't think I, I, I signed anything saying I couldn't say anything mean about them. They're kind of shitty. They're $14. Oh, okay. But they're socks with my branding on $14? them. So I was just like, all right. I'd expect good socks for $14, honestly. Right? You know, yeah. I got a, a good, oh. soul pack, comfortable socks for less than that. You know, if you, it doesn't have to be that way with George socks. <laughs> Why not underwear? Me undies, call me. Let's do a co optional underwear. Mm, Speaking cafe, of the bourgeoisie. You put me on the ween, and then Phoebe and Dukes can be on the butt cheeks. No, thank you. I'd rather not be on underwear. Uh, You're I, on the butt cheeks. Thanks. Actually, no, gonna, thank you. Dukes out. Dukes I'm going to no, step no. out of this branding right deal. I don't authorize oh, the use be, of my brand image. It could be the Crendor me, so it'll be Crendor with a wig on. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. There we go. Yeah, Do you want to no, sit no, on your favorite no, YouTuber or stand on them? People I mean, I, I would like to do both of those. Could I do them? I could do no, I could do them at the same time. It'd be a bit awkward. Position would be awkward, but Oh my god, garter. Like like stocking and garters. Yes, and like the, the money lingerie. is in garters oh, now. There is no sexy doubt. Sexy TV lingerie. The total lingerie. Total lingerie. Done. You could have like a little bow tie, like like right Stop around the this. hip with like Absolutely. a top hat on top Stop of it. This. <laughs> That'd be really cute. Yes. Oh my god. Ah. Just total a burgeoning lingerie. market in the burlesque scene for that kind of thing. Yup. This there is, is what now. we all want to see. Burlesque gamers are being ignored. The it, fuck? It, it is, but it's true, no doubt. Unless you're in LA and you're part of the fucking Star Wars thing oh, that Star happens. Yeah, burlesque. I was about yes. to say, like, like, there's a lot of weird cities on, on the West Coast that have, like, specifically game-themed burlesque You could have just shows. left it. <laughs> there are I, a yeah, lot of weird cities on the West Coast. The West Coast. The end. <laughs> I just think most people on the West Coast are bored because they're all coastal elites with all the money they could ever need, so they don't need to work, obviously. That's the bourgeoisie. Indeed. This is what May Day was all about. Yeah. Get rid of the Western cities. Yeah. yeah. The bourgeoisie is buying socks and garter belts and also all manner of things. And, and it throwing has to Star stop. Wars burlesque shows. It's the fuck stop. do they think they are? Yeah, you're missing out, proletariat. You're missing out. <laughs> yeah, you just the mock fuck them. What is going on with the show? They're too busy in the coal mines. Obviously, all the proletariat Thank down the coal God. mines. They can't Seduce take the part. means of production. Indeed. They're too busy climbing into beer vats until they're about to pass out, and then getting dragged out and fed beer. And I mean, then how else am I back light in? my oil lamps while I watch my naked Star Wars ladies? I mean, come on, <laughs> come on. You bring up a fair point, something works. worthy of consideration. Perhaps on a different show. Welcome to the Corruptual Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Going up the show, we might be talking about the games that we've been playing over the past few weeks. It's always a possibility. I'm just not going to promise anything. We'll also look at the news, <laughs> assuming there is any. There really isn't, but not too much coming up this week. So we might end up talking for an hour about how creepy Twitch fans are, considering there was a lovely little article that came out today on that one about people showing up at other people's doorsteps having traveled halfway across the world and 
Yeah, it's I mean, terrifying. Yeah, not anything new, though. No, <laughs> they could have written that article fucking really 10 years ago about YouTube. <laughs> well, you know, like, <laughs> just replace YouTube with Twitch and call it an article. Like, That's all they did. every year, <laughs> there's, al years. there's always an article about like, swatting or whatever, as if it's a new thing. It's like, hey, you hear of this cool new crime called swatting? That this you can cool new crime? Cool crime? What the kids are doing these days. Yeah, the cool I... crime. I, I have horrible suspicions as that's exactly what these kind of articles do. Well, is... they glamorize the whole thing. They actually encourage yeah, people yeah, to do it. Yeah, glorify it, make it's it make possible. it funny enough to want to do. Yeah, yeah, because they'll they'll post a little clip. It's like, oh, that sounds like a great prank. Ha ha ha. And then and then before you know it, someone's dog gets shot and it's just it's not, yeah. it's not funny anymore. No, I, I certainly don't think it was funny before that, and it fucking well definitely isn't beyond that. I can tell you that. You you guys ever had someone uh show up at an airport for a plane you were taking to travel somewhere in the world and there's just like no, a fan with the sign waiting for you? I have heard of wait, that what? happening. Though. That, 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 that happened to me, to me once. That's wait, 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 actually hold on, hold on. a really easy yeah. way to do they it. They came to meet you at the airport with a sign? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was one individual. I don't want to go into details just in of case course. they might be watching this and might feel bad, but but I did explain to them later on that it was not I'm glad you're concerned about their feelings beyond like, stop that immediately, what the fuck? Wait, well, I mean, like, it's not like they were rude about it. Uh, it's okay, what as long as they were politely <laughs> creepy. <laughs> it's fine. Hold on, time out. There's a lot of questions I have. Why were they there? Were they there to, like, welcome uh, you? Oh, well, why do you I, think, you know? Yeah, that well, might have been, like, the purported reason. I think the real reason was, was to meet George, whether George wanted to be met or not. I just, I, I think... The one lesson I learned, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to get too deep into it because I don't want to compromise this person's identity. But the one lesson I learned is not to post Twitter pictures that include the gate of the airport. Oh no 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 no! Yeah, no. What are that, you doing? The, yeah. This person like looked up where which planes were leaving out of that gate, found the flight that matched up with what it seemed like my schedule would be that day, and then just showed up at the arrival gate yeah. of the airport yeah. they guessed. It's <sighs> it's actually, Woo. that's, so this happens a lot, uh, both with like real celebrities and stuff like that. It happens all the time with fucking wrestlers because they're flying all over the world and they have gigs like every day. And you can figure out, because you know, which wrestler's going to be on which show on what date and all that shit's live, you can figure out exactly where they're going to be at which airport they're going to be because there's only so many flights from so many places. If you actually right. divulge that information on Twitter or whatever, yeah, absolutely. People can show up at especially at arrivals, you know, because you're usually going down an escalator. Everyone has to go pick up their bags. <laughs> Someone really? stand there with a sign. Yeah. Well, so I, mean, I, can, I could just be like... To wrestlers all the time. I don't see why, why it wouldn't happen to Twitch streamers as well. I, 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 I made a really stupid joke. I thought it was funny, and the joke involved the name of the city on the gate. Oh, you, you don't I, even okay. have to post the gate. There's only. Hey guys, I'm gonna be gone tomorrow from the hours of five to nine, and I definitely won't be home. And then they get home, and their house is robbed. Like it was not that. <laughs> that's also another reason not to tell people that. Like it, you. You don't want to divulge that info on Twitter because, yeah, no, actually, okay. there was a huge explosion over the past couple of years of people getting their houses robbed because they, they were basically posting every 20 minutes where they were and where that was wasn't at home. So yeah. you don't have to case the joint. You know the dude's not home because they're posting, here's my latest shots for my beta with all my family. We're totally not at home. The home is empty. And it's like, yeah, I, <laughs> this will oh, happen. Man, that's so funny. I yeah, mean, I learned. I think funny I think until the it's George not. address yeah. is still secure, but mm. 
anyways. I learned a long time ago that when I'm at a place, if I take a photo and I want to post it, I wait until I you leave wait until the place. you're done. Oh. Don't post and it. And then I post it. Yeah. That would kill me. Because I don't know, like, what if the joke's not funny anymore a few hours later? Like, what, what? if you see something oh, no. really cute and funny in the joke. moment? George, that it wasn't a good joke and it's time to move on. The chances are you had to be there anyway for it to be funny. Yeah. So it wasn't funny to the rest of your followers in the first place. So it could wait a couple of hours. Personal safety, better than whatever you call that. I don't know. Incidental, I don't know, man. I make, I make sacrifices for, for some good man. You're a brave man. That's all I can say. You know, you're, will, you're willing to take a bullet. Perhaps Thank you for, for appreciating me for my service. Indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah. One we time might get I a took... bit more. Oh, sorry. Go, we've got more stories. Great. Come on. Uh, yeah, this one's a short. This isn't one of my like super creepy ones. This is just a tiny one. But one time I took I took a picture <laughs> of. Yeah. Uh, one time I took a picture of uh, some Chinese food that I was about to eat, and you could see some of the table. Oh. And a person was. And a person. Out. Oh my yeah, god. and a person was like, "Oh my god, I live right next to there. Are you guys still there?" Run, I, run! Can I? I'm just gonna. And I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> oh yeah. Here's how do you know from the table? Are you kidding me? Well, if he goes there all the time, of course he does. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's the thing. You don't think about it when you've only ever been there yeah. once. Yeah. But like, if that's like their jam, that, that's like the spot they go haunt. to. Yeah. All I'm gonna say wow. is, if like, say for example, I go to Pax West and like. A bunch of you just want to go to the Seattle airport and just hold signs that say how much you love me, but not follow me around. Fuck, would that be great? I'm yeah, just saying. For good, ego, good luck. I'm sure. The, I'm sure the kind of people who would show up in the airport with signs will really respect those boundaries. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the the thing. thought sounds fun, but then actually experiencing it. Nope, uh, it's great. These, okay. these guys are not grateful, is what the thing is. Not grateful, y'all. Not, not grateful. Yep. <laughs> This can only turn out well. Please, Jesse. Yeah. You yeah, know what? No, you're right. Jesse, you deserve all of them. Yep. You're right. Every last one. You know of what? Them. God, I I see it now. I see it clearly. I don't deserve that level of fandom. No, no but you do. No, I do not either. I do. I've you been do. saying this for years. Thank you. Yeah. All I want, all I want is like one or two really passionate fans all you want one or two is stalkers just who also know their limits is that too much Those to don't exist well, the, the opposite side that. of that same coin is that you're like riding the escalator down the airport minding your own business and you just like hear this echo coming down the hallway from someone keeping their distance and and, and minding the boundaries but still talking shit about you like no, that happens on the internet already so i'm not used to it, that I, that happens in real the, life too i'm I, used to that shit people talk shit on me all the time i need people to be like I love you. I, I think that's been a nightmare of mine, Unconditionally, man. but I Unconditionally. won't follow you into the bathroom. Yeah, I won't follow you into the bathroom. Where's that line? Where's the line? But, yeah, but yeah, George, saying, has it ever happened, though? The bathroom, ever... But if I need you to kill a person, you'll do that for me. That's all I want. Have you ever someone had someone probably... talking shit with an earshot that didn't know you were there, though? Yeah, that's Ooh. all I want. No, I haven't. I think it would make me really sad. <laughs> that's ever happened to me. Yeah. Yeah, I would just like shout, no, not now's not the time, man. <laughs> I love, oh my God. The idea of somebody just like, oh my God, you know, super funny, huh? I think he's like so dumb. And you just hear from somewhere, I no! <laughs> no, he isn't. Like, no! <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I like the idea of me freaking out. In reality, I'd probably just listen to it and take it like a chump and walk away. Oh. But then hours later in the shower, you come up with a fucking amazing comeback. It's like, yeah, of course, yeah. always. In my mind, yeah. I got him. 
And at that point, at that point, does it really matter? Because you still had the payback. You still know what it feels like to shout that thing out at them. They don't know, and does that doesn't matter though? No, it doesn't. Yeah, they've got a guys. What games have we been playing? It's a great question. Let's get off the subject. We might get back onto it later if we're real if we're real short on the news. I'm pretty sure we can't stretch out the Dark Siders 3 teaser trailer of 45 minutes worth of content. So, so excited, we might dude. get back onto this, but hopefully we'll come up with something a little better in the next two hours. I'm Let's get so on to some excited. games. Somebody is excited well about Dark Siders 3, but we'll talk about that in the third hour of the show. We're gonna spread this stuff out, gonna keep you on the hook for the rest of this broadcast. Can't do that if we just blow our wads immediately. So, Ugh. George, what Ugh. you uh, what you got for us? Uh, I've been playing uh, the the, the near auto tomato, near automata, near potato. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. And I have to like really juggle my my appreciation for like weird, artsy, subversive video game narratives with like anime aesthetics. I just hate. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. No, that's, a lot of them wow, do... that's not the game for you. Yeah, a lot yeah, of them do seem the to game. coincide in that one. I I really liked a lot of the stuff going on with the story up until the very end. I I don't know if if you guys have played a lot of it. Have you? I only a few hours. I I've, I just a I got smidge. into other stuff and haven't got back into it yet. Yeah, I mean it's really like like so far it seems like. The best of times and the worst of times. There's there's several endings to these things. There's always several endings. It's not so much of a spoiler to say that the first one you get is probably the most disappointing. And this was a case where, where it's supposed to be though, right? Because yeah, yeah. every time and then, you and play you get it, the there's real new one later. And, yeah. yes. Right. But but it seemed like compared to the last game, like they almost cut the original, like shoddy, not the real ending of this one, the one short almost. And in a way, I wasn't really expecting, but I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe that's the point. Maybe I'm supposed to, supposed to feel that way before going into into the other endings later on. And uh, it seems it seems like there's some really, really smart things going on with the narrative. But at the same time, that that ending it just like devolved into such melodramatic animu bullshit <laughs> of everyone being really, really sad that they're like perfect looking plastic children people who who fight for their friends and and it's it's like. It's that kind of stuff that doesn't grind well with me. It, mm. it, it reminds me of that awkward phase in high school where, where all my friends were huge weebs. Oh, you mean now? Yeah. <laughs> I just like the slight pause after that as to imply this is what's currently happening too. Maybe there might Maybe. be some on this very show. Maybe history may just repeats here itself. Right now. Prehaps. Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I, I just... Uh, 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 there's a lot, there's a lot of elements of, of this style that don't super duper mesh with me well, mm. but, but I'm, I'm still, I'm still like making my way through it. I'm figuring it out. I'm, I'm trying to figure out why everyone's dress is so frilly. Do you like, he's explained that cause he likes pretty girls. Which is a reasonable, straightforward it explanation. The best. Answer. I love, I love him. <laughs> it's, uh, I love him so much. Oh, he has oh, no contrived reason for it. Yeah, it's it's um, not because she breathes through her skin. Boy. No, mm -hmm. no, no, but she does not breathe through her skin. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, with, with all due respect, so I've had a lot more fun watching interview footage of that guy than I have 
playing the games up into this one. This one's good, clean fun. I mean, you got like a very, a very Bayonetta-esque platinum combat system. Yeah. But uh, up up until then, you had really, really shoddy, mediocre combat systems where you just press the triangle button over and over again. Yeah, and on the other hand, God, you yeah. could spend your time watching interview footage of him rolling around on the floor having a seizure, saying Square Enix shit near Automata t-shirt over and over again. And one of those I find more fun than the other. Unsurprisingly. Um, do you are you, do you typically enjoy platinum games? Oh yeah, yeah. I was actually just playing the the Bayonetta PC port a week ago. I did it all the way through on stream and that's one and had a blast. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if uh you were getting this on your computer or not, but I had some really weird frame dips in a few levels. No, haven't mm. had that. Mm, I don't know if it was because of uh, the stream or not. I want to test it out by myself. I haven't had a chance yeah. to play it by myself without a stream. But other than that, yeah, no, super duper solid port. However, you don't have the the Princess Peach costume from the Wii U uh, which, version. Yeah, obviously that ruins everything. You know, that's the definitive version. You've got to have those three Nintendo costumes that are in that version. You got Otherwise, three Nintendo you costumes. And I don't know if 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 you're me, you don't got to worry about your frame rate in that one. And uh, maybe maybe they're gonna patch it later on or something. It just seems like a weird issue. I other players I've have reported heard, this as well. Yeah, I I haven't run into it personally, but. You know, it's entirely possible it's there. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh no, Bayonetta is great. And apparently Vanquish is uh, getting oh, teased. Oh, yes. Now, there's the one that definitely needs a PC port because that ran oh, yeah. like absolute shite on consoles. And it, the, the and only the platinum aiming, game to, oh, not, <laughs> yeah. to not hit that, that 60 FPS target. Although I have to wonder, like, if they're going to have to build a new difficulty mode around the mouse and keyboard for for a pc port you know you might have a point with that because actually yeah the game might end up being a little easy if you could actually aim properly mm -hmm. you you also don't have those like frame drops of 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 these messy motion blur effects killing the playstation 3's power indeed like right in the middle of a boss fight where something yeah. goes horribly wrong you get hit by a yeah. missile because it's uh, frames... ironic that of all the platinum games that could get really solid pc ports vanquish is the one that's taking them the longest because that's the one that almost feels the most appropriate, the one that like needs it the most. Hmm. I want it though. There's no yeah. doubt. I, I yeah. really do. Yeah. They that they, they put a low res avatar image of of Sam Gideon in the avatar folder of your Bayonetta installation. Yep. They're, Apparently they're that's, quite that's silly in that evidence enough. Right now. That'll do. I, I Get your mind, hopes up, kids. I wouldn't mind Anarchy Reigns as well, but I have a feeling there's probably there might be some licensing issues with that. Mm -hmm. that oh yeah, that's also why Bayonetta 2 is probably never going to get well, ported over I mean, either. You know, Nintendo also paid for that, so that's probably got a lot to do with it. Right, uh, they care They care about their exclusives. Expect it on the Switch, though. Oh, it wouldn't surprise okay. me at all if they just port everything. That's everything fine. that, that I mean, can so make far, the that Switch to the Switch. I mean, so far that seems to be the plan, right? Yeah. 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 That, that machine does have more ports than original titles right now, doesn't it? By the looks of it. Yeah, uh, there's does. a shitload of Neo Geo games on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was playing Shock Troopers on a Nintendo Switch in a Chinese airport like Still two good. weeks ago. Yep, assuming anyone could buy the damn thing. There was a news article recently that Nintendo are switching, uh, sorry, switching, lol, shipping switches by plane where necessary. You know the most expensive way to ship them because they they they're just so desperate to get them into the hands of consumers. I'm like, 
I don't know where you're sending these fucking things, but it ain't to any of the retailers that are either around yeah. here or online at all because they are not available anywhere still. I check every they're day. They're on planes, just, Stevie. Yeah. Didn't you read the article? Oh, they're still on the planes. They're on the planes. Uh, they, never, they never forgot to take them off. Maybe maybe they're too busy playing the switches at the airport, watching the time go by. Yeah, yeah. so I, I've always hated baggage claims, right? I hate the anxiety I, I of, mean, of I don't not know knowing. anyone that likes them. Right. I, I especially hate them. Like, sometimes when I do trips, I specifically don't package pack up anything that needs to oh, go yeah. through a baggage totally. claim. And, that's and so freeing. That's You just get off the plane and you walk right out the door. It's like, you can't I hold agree. me here any longer. God bless. Mm. Well, I mean, it, we I might be able to make the switch now, thanks to the power of the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. Uh, yeah. A friend of mine just showed up at an airport when I was going to meet him, and we went to the baggage claim together and just played some Puyo Puyo Tetris at the baggage claim. And before I knew it, it was like I've pressing the fast-forward button in, in The Sims. Like, time just... We suddenly appeared in the future. Everyone else was gone, and my bag by itself was just, like, making the lonely little circle <laughs> around the claim. It was... It was a good moment. I felt like a problem that we have together as a society had been solved. You found something that actually passed the time. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And it wasn't social media. Indeed. It wasn't something that might cause someone to find me at that airport. Right. Yeah. Thank point. God. Look, this is all working out in your favor, I think. Yeah. 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 The, the less you're tweeting about your location, the better, because you're obviously tempted to give that information out. You can't stop yourself. Okay, it was a really funny joke. All right, I had just been to Denver. <laughs> so I had, believe. I, I had partaken in, in, in their, their beautiful legalized recreational substances that caused me to so think. So it wasn't a, a funny sign. joke. It wasn't funny. <laughs> it was really funny at the time, all right? Uh -huh. I saw a gate at the airport that said Portland, comma, or. So I posted on Twitter a picture of the gate that said Portland, or, or what? Ah. Uh... This uh, is what suddenly okay. so many things are making sense. I, like you saying, what you. if by the time I leave the place, it's not a funny joke anymore? I'm getting it. That, now. Was, I'm that was a what joke that was more you, funny at the you, time, I'm sure. But I still thought it was worth the, it, the bullet I took. And it just wasn't as funny anymore. That's Maybe another that thing. You should wait until the come down. Stop you, but to stop you from making awful, awful jokes. Maybe they were there to like, maybe the sign literally said, please. They were here to save us. Stop. They came back. <laughs> Stop. Please. 30 years in the future. And then Michael Jordan help. showed up. Yeah. yeah. Stop. Get some help. help. Oh my. It was just a one-time thing. Uh, speaking of Nia, by the way, they brought out their ridiculous DLC. Yeah. Yes, where you kill the CEOs. Yeah, That'll it's like them. a couple of battle arenas, kill the CEO of Square and three costumes, and it's about $14. It, to, to me, the whole DLC, the existence of the DLC is a meta joke that's tied into the game. Surely, Absolutely. right? It's, that does seem a little pointless. Uh, did you guys notice that... So, I don't know if this counts as a spoiler or not. The, the pop-up message you get at the end of one of the endings. I mean, I'm going to assume that an ending is a spoiler. If it's at the end of an yes. ending, then yeah. Okay. All right, hang on, hang on. I've got a, uh, well, I haven't got right, there let's, yet, let's, but let's... I'm going to put a spoiler thing up. On this. Oh, no, that's okay. not the spoiler thing up. I've just turned off all the overlays. It's shown you what lies beneath. Ah, <laughs> no, we can't do that. All right. The spoiler alert is on, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So did you guys notice how the pop-up message uh, telling you to play through the alternate endings is signed by the Square Enix PR team? 
Really? I did oh, not. yeah. I mean, that's that's got that really yet, weird. But... The PR team usually doesn't have the tools and the access to like make messages in a game pop up like that. So I'm wondering if if uh, as as I play through the game more and, and play some of this DLC, if that's going if like sarcastically poking fun at Square Enix itself is a big theme here. It's possible. Okay, that's all. That's all. all. Right. We can okay, we can we can stop them dancing. Off. Spoiler alert is going off. There we go. Spoiler alert is off. Dodges, fucking stop it! She'll never stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Stop it. Might stop. Can't stop. All right. There we go. She stopped. Can't stop. Good. You just I'm stopped. Gl- I'm glad the stopping. <laughs> oh, never mind. You didn't. Your <laughs> hand jive. Can't stop the hand jive. Yep. All right. That's near automatic. Yeah, I have not. I just haven't got the time to get back into it. I'm gonna be honest. It's. I played on stream once. I enjoyed myself a lot, with the occasional bit of downtime of this is a green field and I'm farming shit. This is silly. Yeah. But outside of that. Yeah, I just haven't got I haven't got around to sitting down and playing it, beating it, and then playing it again. Yeah. It's gonna have to happen at some if, point. Uh, if if you do stick away, stay away from the farming stuff. There's not as much in it in this game. There mm. are like a few kind of oak only okay side quests. They're just like go to the waypoint on the map. There yeah. are a few good ones, but you can generally tell which ones are the good ones. Like you'll have a more voice acting given to those side quests. Yeah, but uh, other than that, yeah, no, it's it's actually a pretty good time. Like nice, concise, seventeen-hour story doesn't doesn't really waste too much of your time cool. compared to uh, other games of the genre. Good, glad to hear that. All right, who else? What you got? Um, did anybody else play Little Nightmares? I did not, but I'd like to hear about it. The game is great. Um, it's a like three hour sort of creepy atmospheric game, um, Mm -hmm. where you play a a tiny little person in a raincoat, um, like, like minuscule, like very tiny person who's trying to get somewhere. You don't, you don't know as you're playing it. Um, but it's, uh, man. Everything in this game, I'm trying to figure out how to talk about it without like spoiling anything, but everything in this game is designed to be very creepy and tense and uncomfortable. And it like does it in such an incredible way. There are some mechanics and elements to it that might remind you of Inside, if anybody played Inside. Yeah, um, it, it gave I, me immediate I, vibes in terms of the fact that it, it's a, it's a, platformer with really good animations and cool lighting and you know you're gonna stuff in the background's gonna interact with you in some way but that's kind of about as far as it goes yeah um it it does it does some of those things better i think and also um yeah yeah i i think another thing that inside had was and i remember us talking about this the fact that like the way that the kid moved had sort of very lifelike yeah, it had like a weird uncanny valley feel to it where like yeah. when he would fall, you would be like, oh my God, it looks like somebody actually fell, right? Yes. And this game has a lot of that where the ways that, the way that you move in comparison to the way that other things move is like jarring. It's like really weird. And I imagine they do that on purpose to generate yeah. that degree of uncomfortable something. I was trying to think of the end of that sentence and never really got there. They were trying to create discomfort within yeah. the player because sure. what what really blew my mind about this is that you know art style wise in particular and of course genre as well considering we've seen horror essentially exist for the last few years almost entirely in first person 
to see something that's Ooh. for all intents and purposes a platformy game do horror maybe better than any of those yeah is yeah intriguing to camera me. angles that they can play with mm-hmm. yeah was, um uh, you remember a game uh maybe you played it a little while ago was it lone survivor i think yes. uh, was the name of it which was a top-down pixely horror game that was yeah. genuinely fucking terrifying I didn't so play the, that the, one. The I played Silent a... Hill thing. It, it was a bit Silent Hill esque. Yeah, it was a few years ago. Indie Dev brought it out yeah. uh, by name of uh, Jasper Byrne was the guy who made it. I played it a bit for a video, and I thought, "There's no way a Super Nintendo style aesthetic and a side scroller like this could be terrifying," and I was completely wrong. Yeah, you uh, ever stay up at night playing like? shoddy rpg maker horror games that's not a hobby of mine it's but... it's a really spooky hobby okay S- spooky in the spooky or spooky in the spooky kind of way well yeah because because uh when when the graphics are that low fidelity you can uh like have your imagination fill in things that are going to look scarier that's, than that's whatever true. they uh could could depict it in with with higher technology yeah that is true uh Dodger is someone that has you have a pretty high tolerance for scares more than uh, more than I have, most people here. I really like creepy things. Uh-huh. Um so like Sam also played Little Nightmares and he was shocked that I was not scared while playing it. I just thought that it was really like well done creepy atmospheric like tense game right Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like a horror game to me it felt it felt just like really creepy um for sam 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 got spooked a few times (laughs) what do you think the difference between a game that's just merely creepy and a game that's specifically trying to be horror is do you you know how would you define that i guess it depends on on what you find scary right i don't know because it it has the same sort of element of like things that Mm. are depicted as monsters trying to get you does anything Um, actually jump out at you and give you a jump spoop um i'm trying to think if there are any proper jump spoops in this game i mean if there are not maybe that's the difference then yeah i feel like there's a hard line drawn there Jump scares shouldn't be what defines a horror game though i think that's lazy tell out every indie dev over the past few years I think that's the difference in what TV was talking about, though. Right. I don't think it defines the horror genre, but I think it defines uh, a lot of what makes games scary, scary, and then mm-hmm. tension scary. Right. Because with the jump scare, you have the relief of like something got you, and like you have that adrenaline rush. And with a tension game, it's just like build up, build up, build up. Something's wrong. This is creepy. What's going on here? And there's no release to that. But that's almost like scarier than the oh, jump I scare. I think jump scare games are, uh, again, Outlast and Outlast 2 are great examples of uh, most scary games. For the first two hours, you're like, oh, man, this is scary. And I don't know what's around the corner. Eventually, you just get tired of it because it's like, fuck, I can't. Just It's horror I fatigue, I guess, at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it becomes a battle of beating the monsters rather than being afraid of them now. Mm-hmm. And because the mechanic isn't you can fight back at least with Resident Evil 7 at a certain point you hit that moment where you're like let's fucking do it and you're in there and you're just murdering shit and you feel good about it this is like 
your character doesn't understand the concept of fighting. So all you can do is run and it becomes a frustration. So all you're doing is running around trying to avoid shit. And uh, I, I hate that. I would much rather have a game that's tension, tension, tension. And then like maybe the end is the big scare. Mm. Um, I played an, so I played another game uh, that I think we talked about because the second chapter of it came out, Bendy and the Ink Machine. Okay. Do you remember us talking about no. that one? I, I, so, it came up briefly in a release section, I think, but I'll talk exactly. about that now. Yeah, so Bendy and the it Ink Machine? Bendy and the Ink Machine. It's the okay. one that feels kind of like an old Mickey Mouse cartoon in the art style. Oh, yeah, I remember mm -hmm. that, yeah. So that game, um, I and again, I only played chapter one. There are two chapters out right now. But that game, the first chapter was entirely like walk around, do a thing, jump scare walk around, do a thing, jump scare. And everybody was like, chapter two is out. And I was like, I think I'm good. <laughs> I don't think- You've had enough like, of that. Yeah, like the look of it, I was like, sure, okay. Um, but there are things that happen in chapter one where I was like, I don't really have faith that this is gonna be a game that I'll enjoy. You know, I don't, I don't have faith that this is gonna be like a great experience for me. I think that the style of it is great. I love the idea of, of like an animator um, coming to the studio of the person who made like a Mickey Mouse knockoff and finding lots of creepy shit in his house, like that kind of a thing, I think is interesting. But I like the way that the game that that first chapter progressed. It's not even a half an hour long, but I was still just like, uh, <laughs> uh, that, that game's yeah. free, right? If first chapter is free. Right, Second chapter okay. is five dollars. I want to say. All right. Maybe uh, it depends on what what sort of consequence there is there for being scared. Like, like the, the the jump scare kind of there's there's a physical element to that. You're like, ah, oh, I have to breathe. I I like took a shock to my senses, and and uh, like like sometimes in a traditional survival horror game, there's like heavy consequences to just being hit once. You have health that doesn't regenerate. You need to find a, a medical pack that's that's a rare item that you don't get very often. And so like not staying on your toes, despite an atmosphere trying to get you off your toes is part of that consequence of getting spooked. Yeah, right. I think we talked quite a bit about this last week when we were discussing Outlast 2, I think as well, that there's the argument for a number of viewers, and it was mostly Amnesia's fault for this, and there's some of Slender's influence in there as well, that we're gonna take combat out of horror because if you take combat out of horror, then all that's really left is the scares, you've got the feeling of helplessness and supposedly you can use the feeling of helplessness to evoke a sense of consistent horror. Whereas we seem to be now leaning back towards the idea that you can have combat in horror games and that actually does enhance the feeling of dread. And really it's weird that we ever got away with that from that considering some of the best horror games of all time, stuff like Silent Hill had a combat system in it. Um, even if you go all the way back to things like Alone in the Dark, which I found was genuinely terrifying back in the day, that has a combat system in it. At the time, it was it was an interesting twist to not be able to fight back. Like you had to hide and you had to, you know, be really careful about what you did. I think that I think it worked for games like Amnesia, but the fact that Amnesia was really successful and then every other fucking game after it was like, well, oh. It became really easy for any two-bit indie dev to put together a scary first-person dark game, you know, when you don't have to render it, 95 city of your damn level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so get a horror experience as in walk through this dark you thing know, for 20 minutes. I, I remember when playing through Alien Isolation, uh, the, the common complaint around that game was that it like went on way too long. And maybe that's because when you don't have any combat, you, you don't have enough options to really hide 
what flaws may exist in the system of the AI monsters that are supposed to spook you. Because yeah. I actually remember the game getting much more enjoyable when you get the flamethrower, when you can actually make the alien retreat back into the vents and not bug you for a while. Because mm -hmm. then you could not deal with like quick loading and quick saving and, and trying to like bug its AI out of the room. You, you did something that made sense in the universe to, to get rid of it. And I think that is the failure with scary games, horror games, jumpstart games. Um, there's like a pattern. It happens every time. And I think most people recognize this, that when you first start playing a horror game, your fear is the fear of the unknown, right? You're mm -hmm. afraid of, you don't know what's about to happen. You don't know where the jump scares are coming. If there are jump scares, you have this fear, this tension that builds up inside of you because, oh my God, what's going to happen? And then the next level down is, or I guess up, whichever way you want to go, is once you get the jump scares, there are repercussions for those. Like you were saying, there's either you instantly die or you take damage that you can't, there's something that happens. So now you're, not, you're no longer afraid necessarily of the jump scare. You're afraid of whatever happens to you because you got the jump scare. And then eventually that it's like a feel, it's like a fear of failure. You're afraid of screwing up by getting scared. Yeah. And then, and then the next level is you're no longer eventually a few hours in, you're no longer afraid of the, the, the failure. You're angry and frustrated with the failure because like, what the fuck do I do to avoid these jump scares? What's and, going and on? And by that point, you've seen the same animation where the alien looks at you all scary and then stabs you with his tail exactly. and, and it doesn't feel like it hurts anymore. And then, <laughs> and then the fourth level, which is eventually what everyone gets to in these games is the frustration with the game in general, because you look around, you're like, there's literally a shovel there. There is an ax over there. Why can't I pick that shit up? And now you're mad because the game doesn't give you the option to fight back. But in any scenario, at this point, you'd be like, fuck it. I'm tired of these goddamn monsters. Let's fight oh, back. Yeah, and, yeah. And Man, the regenerators in RE4, like, I still don't even know what their, ad what their attack animation even looks like. Actually, I do remember. It's really stupid. They like squeeze a muscle and spikes pop out and impale you. But they're like so creepy from a distance that they still work as really scary, memorable enemies, even without like posing a real threat. Man, oh, I, cool. I, I loved the way that the guys with the chainsaws and the sacks on their head, I love the way they were animated. Like they'd come towards you nice and slow. They got it in close to you. It was just like, bah. They just took your head off without it looking like it was even a thing. Like, and there was just something about that sudden finality and brutality of it and how easily yeah. they did that. There's like, yeah, I could totally shoot them. And hey, this game's got an electric gun and all sorts of crazy shit in it. But I know that this guy is still lethally dangerous if so, he gets so close to me. you kind of had to like pay attention to what you, you were yeah, doing. You still had despite to do that. some something inside of you just wanting to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. If you just shot him in the head like eight times, you're good. But that's still like eight headshots that have to be aimed yeah. pretty, pretty well. And you're on a, hoping on a that there's nothing head. else coming your way as well. You're hoping mm -hmm. there's not more right. than one of the bastards. But you can fight back. Like, I think that's the thing is games where you can't are frustration simulators at a point because there is no way to fight back and you need like it's your basic human instinct to it's fight or flight and so uh, i'm, I'm gonna disagree I'm gonna... the entire time then eventually you're just gonna be like fuck this. i'm gonna this disagree is... to that point i, I think you're the, the, in principle you're absolutely right if there is no way to fight back against the system then it is basically a test of patience but i don't think fighting back has to be done through combat like, I think Amne the way Amnesia did it, and the way it did it well, is that you are fighting back against, one, an insanity system within the game, 
you know, where if you didn't have the light on, shit would start going wrong and you'd be going insane. You're fighting back through intelligence, through puzzle solving. You know, you're, uh, and a lot of that was timed as well. Like, you'd have to solve something in a certain amount of time. You don't have to fight, you don't have to hit the monster, but, you got, you know, outsmarting the monster can be just as tense. But as long as you have some way to get one over on the, you know, the opponent, I think that still counts. And you can make a good horror game that way too. It also didn't go on for 15 hours like alien. no it didn't 15 extra yeah. hours alien isolation is like a 25 hour game that should be a 15 hour game and yeah, you know they made maybe. the sequel to amnesia the, the machine for pigs that kind of killed it by not having the 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 puzzles and a lot of even like they the took all the systems out on. didn't they yeah like they it wasn't they took systems out because hey it was uh i don't know how much the chinese room did on it versus how much the say, other guys did machine for chinese room my favorite uh, amnesia sequel uh, uh, that that those developers, man, I just can't. They love you. What's wrong? I, they literally they're lied your, about me in a major UK fans. newspaper. TV, I'm not gonna forget that. You need that. to relax. No, it's because I love you so much. I don't I know why can't. you're always bagging Everything on them. Everything they, they say on Twitter you. makes me so roll my much. eyes to the point of dizziness. Oh. I it's, can't it's because you didn't you didn't like machine for pigs. It's actually because I didn't like Dear Esther. That's the reason. That's I think I described Dear Esther as a um endurance simulator where you have to see how long you can hold out with this finger right here holding down that W key for 90 minutes without getting a cramp or a little bit of uh oh dear. What's the See, that's that that's a whole hole. I feel like that's why I'm so fatigued with like a lot of modern sandbox games. I feel like I'm just holding the forward key on the way to the next waypoint on the that's map. That's what it was. Arthritis, a machine for pigs. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. There is a lot of that. You're right. Uh, yeah. Still not a fan of horror games. Still never will be a fan of horror games. I'll tell you what. I did like a lot, though. Huh. So finally sat down and certainly a game with very creepy aspects to it. Without a doubt, some very dark themes in general. I sat down, oh. finished the whole damn thing. The sexy brutal. Oh, oh yeah. Let's talk about mm -hmm. that. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, Dodger, you've beaten it as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Jesse, you haven't touched it yet? Nope. You probably should. Like, you, you, I don't know. You're the sort of person who seems to me like you love to learn the backstory behind really interesting and odd characters. And the yeah, backstory behind a place, you know, discovering the various eccentricities and the history of a place. Because the Sexy Brutal will let you do that. A very big place, a very, it's a casino mansion called the Sexy Brutal. And they were very silly for naming it that because I can guarantee they will sell no copies as a result. It's the name is very, it does not inspire what the actual game is at all. It does not. Um, to It's... Also, like, hard to look at. I, I haven't touched it, but I've always really wanted to, just because every screenshot doesn't look like anything from an established genre. No. It, it, yeah. It, 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 it does not. I mean, the best way to describe it would be... <sighs> genre comparison is really hard with this. It, it, it is, in a sense, a point-and-click, I suppose, but top-down isometric. And the whole well, thing... Sorry? I was going to say, uh, when you and I were talking about it yesterday, uh, you said that it felt like a more elaborate ghost trick. Uh, yes and no. I, I re I'm i a bit careful with the comparisons to ghost trick because mechanically, I think that 
the game is not all that similar to Ghost Trick. The only sort of comparison that I would draw is that both games are about intervening in a series of events and messing with cause and effect without directly right. interacting with the characters in question. Ghost Trick is about that, and Sexy Brutal is about that as well. But Ghost Trick tends to have these set-piece puzzles where you'll go into the set piece, you'll be presented with a puzzle, and you have to figure the puzzle out. And a lot of it is like, oh, I figured out a thing. So something happens, but then something else happens after that. It's like, damn, that didn't solve it. I've got to keep working my way through. The Sexy Brutale's not like that because all of the puzzles in the Sexy Brutale are technically happening at, at the, the same, same time. time. That This is the crazy thing about the Sexy Brutale. Every NPC in that game is tied to a strict schedule over the course of 12 hours. And they will do the same thing every single day. It's a Groundhog Day situation. They're going to talk to the same people. They're going to move to the same places. Events are going to happen. Oh, a great example that I keep bringing up is you can hear at about four o'clock, there's a gunshot. You can hear it everywhere in the house. And if you've played the game, you know exactly why that gunshot occurs. If you've played the first bit of the game, you know why it happens. I but love stuff I, like that. Every yeah, was, NPC reacts to that gunshot because, of course, they can hear it. Yeah, I was going to say um, that's one of my favorite things about the game is the sound design. You can hear you can hear the chimes ring. You can hear the gunshot go off. And after you've the played the game, you know why and... every single sound happens yeah and it's it's really cool it's important that you learn that too because it really is part of the puzzle solving and the best way to do it is like a detective you shadow the npcs i spent a whole day shadowing one dude following him around the mansion following his routine seeing who he talked to who he interacted with what he had to say because that started to give me clues not only as to why somebody was getting killed what the overall plot was but also a really great sense of the whole it's it's so it's like a mic it's like a microcosm <laughs> of life you know it's a it's yeah. a it's a theater it's a play i mean it, it, it feels like a play it's all it's all choreographed and scripted uh, and, and it's on a, like a little stage yeah. <laughs> without without a fourth wall in front of you quite literally yeah. yes like wow. quite literally it's that um it, it was a while ago on the podcast i think someone talked about going to one of those interactive plays Mm-hmm. where you like all a wear a mask it, yeah it was kind of like that but it's a play and you walk around the whole thing and everyone is acting and you sometimes you'll be pulled into like a room and an actor will tell you something and all kind of thing it's yeah, there's like a thing in new york that does that yes yep. yeah mm-hmm. it's like that but a video game and you as the only person able to change their routine are the only person able to change the sequence of events and that's 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 always a setup a premise that i absolutely adore like majora's mask and the uh first two dead rising games are like some of my favorite things ever because it just seems like there's so much you can do with the story like that like a groundhog day situation where where every little minor character can be a big character if you follow them around through their they're actually really complicated and interesting life. Yeah, and timing. I, I love the aspect of time in this, and I keep going back whenever someone complains about Dead Rising 1 or 2. It's like, oh, I don't like the timer. I wish they'd just take that out. It's like, you break the whole thing, as we saw with Dead Rising yeah, 4. Yeah. That was it's, just it's a waste of because you're supposed to play it again and again and again and, yeah. and see different stuff every time. It's, yeah, it's but, brilliant. Yeah, it's the best thing about Sexy Brutale, though, is even like in Dead Rising, yeah, you got to be in certain places for certain events, but imagine if in Dead Rising you could follow the same dude around for the whole course of the story you can't do that but in this you can every npc Mm -hmm. is gonna be in a specific place at a specific time you even have a nice little time scrubber on your map so as you keep 
replaying the day the more you learn it records it on the map so it's like oh here's this guy and he's here at this time and he walks over here and you gradually piece the whole mystery together and it's so satisfying to do it's so damn satisfying to do my god it's really interesting totally unique i um you know i guess you you know you can compare it to compare it to majora's mask with the whole clock and the fact that you know once you know the the stroke of midnight hits that's you done but it's all about following that routine solving those puzzles following those npcs around and gradually building up your impression of what the fuck is happening mm-hmm. <laughs> it's legit great it's... Yeah, you're selling me pretty hard on it mm. yeah it... it's it's really really good um i, yeah, I enjoyed I, it i i really liked that game Yep. Uh, th- so I'm glad that you wound up playing it, TV. I did, yeah. And I, you know, I almost avoided it because, you know, it is for all intents and purposes a puzzle game. But I looked at it because someone's like, hey, look, this is a bit like Ghost Trick. And I know you really loved Ghost Trick and you evangelize Ghost Trick all the time. It's like, yeah, I fucking do. Go play Ghost Trick. What the hell's wrong with you? Oh, you haven't played Ghost Trick yet? You're making a horrible mistake. Go play Ghost Trick. But the, yeah, I, I was, I was glad I played it. It was, it was a great time. I literally played it because I thought the name was funny. I saw the na- I saw the name on Steam and I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. Looked at the pictures and I was like, oh, it actually looks really cool. Oh, look and at then, this aesthetic. But simultaneously, yeah. I think the name's holding it back. Like, what do, what I does thought it was going to be a totally different game than what it was because yeah. it's got like a mean? kooky name. So you think, oh, the whole game is going to be really like silly and fun. It's it's, it's not really dark. It's a really is, dark game. It has elements of absurdity to it, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. You know, I remember going to that room at the first time and seeing the the Grim Reaper robot card dealer. You know. <laughs> yeah. I and you know there are there's a fish thing involved somewhere. I won't spoil that, but there are definitely some really strange uh, absurdity in, in there, but a lot of it's just super dark, like very stylized. Everyone's wearing masks, so everyone has and everyone has a very uh, kind of nineteen twenties, you know, roaring twenties kind of Gatsby-ish sort of name and all that thing. But I, I don't think the name's going to help it because, yeah, people will be completely confused as to what they're getting. They they don't know. It's it's not a name that. I think attracts people. I think it's a name that all puts people off in many ways. Um, that's a shame. I, it wasn't a perfect game. Like, I, th- I was t- I was talking to you last night about this dodge. I think like the last hour, they info dump a bit hard. I, I mm-hmm. see maybe that it was necessary because if you started to give away a little bit too much of that info early, it would unravel what ends up being the final plot. Right. But I still think they could have done a better job of giving that info out like the fact that it's only within the last hour that you basically gain this power to learn what e- the history of each room outside of just looking at the objects in it. it's like you know you could have given that earlier maybe broken it up a little bit because uh, then in the last hour you end up wandering around the house like i want to know what this room was all about and all this room was all about and within the right. last hour there's a lot of optional but you know very present exposition that could have been spread out more evenly before that i um, wish that and maybe this is maybe this is kind of a spoiler. I'll just say I, I wish that with each with each like puzzle that you figure out, with each like way that you affect somebody's life, I wish that you got just like a little bit of information. Um so minus well, I mean it's not really a spoiler, but you do, but you have to go up to their body and collect it everybody has an invitation on it i didn't know this because the game never tells you 
Yeah, there are nine collectible invitations, each of which gives you a ton of info about that character. They're on the bodies, so you can only get them at a very specific time. And again, I won't spoil how you do that because that's a gameplay aspect. But yeah, okay. they're there. It's just the game never bothers to fucking tell you about it. I already discovered it by accident. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's, it's annoying. But it's a hell of a game. Mm. Really, really interesting. Uh, I don't think it's got replay value. So it might be one of those, look, okay, you think 20 bucks is too much for five hours of this? I personally don't think that, but I know a lot of, you know, a lot of people would. Of course, they're on a budget. Wait for it to have a sale. Play it then. Mm. It's worth your time. It is worth mm. your time. Is it? Is it all five hours to to uncover everyone's story? Uh, no, I'd say if you want to get a, if you want hundred percent it because you got fifty two playing cards to collect and nine invitations, which can unlock and possibly get you another ending. Maybe uh, mm -hmm. it's about six or seven. Depends how good you are at it. You know, depends mm -hmm. how much attention you've been paying. That is. That is a pretty hard sell for $20. It can $20. be a hard sell for some people, yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, but I mean, to be fair, wasn't Journey 15 to 20 bucks and that was 90 minutes? No. Yeah, and that, that Journey's a real exception to the rule, though. Yeah, but I, I think like five hours for 20 bucks. For some people, that's going to be okay. For some, not, you know, but if I think about it, you know, two hours for a movie at a cinema is probably about $10, depending on where you live. I don't think you ask five, you know, 20 for five is asking that much necessarily but obviously it's yeah it's, it's yeah people don't carry the same standards though when 60 dollars can buy them something that's entertaining for like a hundred hours yeah that's and we keep coming back to this point that that big cr disconnect between critics and uh the general game buying public we go back to the whole mad max thing it's like people give mad max four out of ten and everyone's like i love mad max there's so much to do and then critics are like oh there's so much busy work well, right. For some people, that is genuine content that they get real value out of. That's why open world games continue to be as popular as they are. There's a lot to do in them. It's just, I think the quality of that content is often very low. Um, do we have more time before a break? Um, I mean, it's five past four. We should probably be taking a break if you got something okay. real quick. Or nah. do you want to wait? Okay, cool. We'll take a break. When we come back after the break, folks, more about the games that we've been playing this week. You are currently watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed the break, the sounds of Darren Corb's Transistor soundtrack. Mm. So good. Excellent so very... choice. Mm. <laughs> Super mm. good. Ah. Super good. Can't wait to see what we've got in store for Pyre on the soundtrack front. So it was um, Vanishing Point and In Circles. Very good. I was hoping to play soundtrack from the Sexy Brutal, but it's not available anywhere online. It's not. No. Not uh, even in the install folder? No, I looked. It's not there. They've uh, bundled it up. I'd happily buy a soundtrack for it. Supposedly, there's a full house edition of the game for console that maybe has a soundtrack CD with it, but, well, not picking that up just for that. I don't have a CD drive. What use would that be? Mm. Welcome to the digital age. All right. Well, Dodger, you seem to be like you're chomping at the bit for some game before the break. What you got? Oh, the other, uh, another game that I played was Pinstripe. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I saw I've you playing quite a bit of that on stream. Yes, what, you, mm -hmm. what is that all about? So that's a side-scrolling game where your daughter is stolen by a person named Mr. Pinstripe. And you are a dad who is on a journey to get her back, basically. Um, I didn't know about this game until I saw our friend Ross, who's part of Game Grumps, 
he was like, I did a voice in this game called Pinstripe. And I was like, oh, cool. What I didn't realize is most voices in this game are people that we know. Um, Felix is in it. Jacksepticeye is in it. Like all kinds of people are in this game as just like kind of one-off characters. Um, and it, it didn't take that long. It was a few, it was a few hours. I'm not sure how many, uh, but it winds up. Hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, God, I'm trying to think of how to how to say this we're having issues today with spoilers aren't we or is this not yeah. a spoiler related thing it's it's not a spoil. it's just like it's it's another game where it's kind of hard to i'm trying to figure out how to talk about it without being like here's what the game is yeah it's like just... so a lot a lot of people were coming into my chat while i was playing it and they were kind of like grossed out by it because the whole world that you're in is gross on purpose um in a, in a cartoony way, not in the way that like Little Nightmares is gross. Little Nightmares is like viscerally gross, right? But this game like has little things like s mushrooms make fart noises for no reason. And, you know, people are living in their own filth and everybody's just kind of, everything feels kind of off. Um, and as you play it, you sort of start to understand why. But the the whole game feels very um because you're because you're like a dad and your daughter gets stolen away by this super creepy dude it's just like it feels so the whole game you're just like i need to save her i need to save her from this super creep right and so that kind of like paints the whole thing like everything just feels like um every everything in this world even though it doesn't fight against you everything in this world doesn't feel like it's on your side but you know that you're you know like a super creep stole my daughter like i'm gonna save her but everybody else is like isn't pinstripe just so great isn't he just like the greatest and so you 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 have this really awkward feeling while you're playing it like i don't i don't understand like i'm i'm the one in the right here you know so as as the as the game goes on and again it's pretty short um as the game goes on it starts to make a bit more sense but it's it's like a short interesting playthrough um i actually played it twice because it did have a reason for me to play it twice uh i would say that the payoff for playing it twice wasn't super big but worth a gander though yeah i think i think it's worth a play right. um i can't remember how much it was though uh pinstripe give me a 15 or... bucks maybe 15 yeah 15 dollars yeah it's beautiful it's a beautiful game i think i think again 15 dollars some people might not necessarily want to pay that um but you know the thing it's fine like that's the the lovely thing about all of these great indie games on PC is that at some point they're going to be in a bundle or they're going to be like $5 or something ludicrous like that. And all you need is just a wee bit of patience. Put them on your Steam wish list. That's all you need mm -hmm. to do. It'll even tell you when they go on sale. Just write it down somewhere. Hey, here's a list of really cool games that mentioned on Co-Optional. But, you know, I'm not willing to pay a full price. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, just mm -hmm. try it, try it late down the line. Well, when yeah. I... First picked up Ghost Trick on DS for $40, and now you can get it on iOS. The first two chapters are free, and I think the rest of the game's like $4 at most. Like, And it's the better version, too. 
Uh, what I'm saying is fucking buy Ghost Trick. What the hell's wrong with you? Have you played <laughs> Ghost Trick yet? Look, you had the break to get Ghost Trick. Did you? You didn't, did you? You didn't. I gave you an opportunity. You failed. Go and get Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. What the hell's wrong with you? Anyway. <sighs> um, What's that? Pinstripe wound up being a very emotional game for me, and I cried. Okay. So right. I, well, it's, it's you know, thing. it did enough Usually. for me that I was like, that was a that was a really good game experience for me. Yeah, can't remember the last time I cried at a game. I, I cried at a random kitten once, but that was about it. What was that? Like um, just a cat that existed in a game, in real no, life or in a game? No, it was in a movie. It was it was no real oh. cats. I don't cry at real cats because my cats are dicks. I hate them. They're just they're just horrible. But it Fair was enough. in uh, what was that? The game, uh, that uh, movie with Key and Peele in it. The latest one with the cat. Keanu? Oh, Keanu. Yes. Keanu so much because he's yes. so cute. I, I randomly burst into tears on an aircraft. I'm pretty sure it was mostly drug-induced, but I randomly burst into tears on an aircraft because of that kitten in the first 10 minutes of Keanu. Because, like, this Aww. is a very adorable kitten, and I find that very upsetting for some reason. <laughs> and, it's, and he has the voice of Keanu Reeves. So that's I just, all I'm just God, very, I was very stressed. So good. I was very stressed. Mm. It just puts you in that kind of situation. Jesse, I see you sneaking. Pretend Me? you're sneaking. You're pretending not to be here, pretending not to play any video games, because that Hollywood lifestyle, you gotta go in Jet Center, go get her. I Tell me about video games. That I don't I don't know. I feel like I'm the same boat as Dukes with this one, but I'm gonna try my best to describe it without spoiling things because unfortunately <laughs> god damn um, it we're having a hell of a show when it comes to that today i know well like sometimes i feel like i play a game and i try to explain it on the podcast and then the next week you'll have played it and you'll explain it so much better infinitely better well, yeah infinitely job, better and i'm just like that. i don't it's, anyway, it's, it's, it's really a problem of affluence to be having mm -hmm. What? Like that, that means you like the game too much to to not say spoiler things about it. Oh, I, I thought you were going to go into some big privilege argument or something, but no. He is okay. more privileged. TB is only oh, yes oh. in every aspect Wait. of my life. Wait, Bunny. So you're saying that truly we should all not give a fuck about spoilers if we truly want to deliver the information. I, 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 I think thought. if what what I'm saying is 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 that if you liked the games less, you'd probably be less enthusiastic to talk about the real meat of it, the nitty gritty, oh, the stuff yeah. that like could be construed as a spoiler. It's, yeah, it's why it's like a good problem to have. It means you're not just saying what it is, you're yeah. saying what, what happens we want with people, it. We want the people to find out for themselves you want them to, to have understand. the same experience we did. Well, you, yeah, exactly. You want, you want them to share in that. You know, it's why you speak passionately about something like Sexy Brutal or whatever, because you want other people to do it, but then you don't want to spoil it, of course, because they'll be maybe less willing to give it a shot it thus thus it is a problem but it's a good problem to have that's fair mm. all right i'll take that argument that's okay welcome to the co-optional podcast where we occasionally allude to video games you know well let me we allude talk to around one them yes yeah, so give, give me some illusion okay give me the so illusion scanner, of illusion scanner sombra oh you played that right okay I scanner sombra yes uh, from Introversion, weirdly enough, the guys that brought you Prison Architect and then decided to make a weird walking simulator with a lot of strange colors. Yeah, so this game has an amazing concept, beautiful sound design, like put on some headphones and get taken away to this creep fest is what this is. Okay. It, essentially, I mean, I wish I could say that I was trying to avoid spoiling the plot. Real talk, the plot <laughs> like you're going to go explore this mysterious cave because there might be a cult or something in it. You don't know, but you're going to go explore it. And that's like 
the it. basis for what you're doing. And so you go through and mechanically it's fucking awesome looking. You are scanning and that is the only, it's, that's the only way you see this cave. So you're basically scanning the cave and bringing it into reality as you go through. And of course, as you go through the process of this game, it goes from being like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, look at that, to suddenly very scary, to very tense. Um, there are a lot of, like, horror moments in this game where you're like, whoa! Um, so it's like a very easy game to do horror in, considering you can't see shit until you scan it, so you could very easily have right. something pop up. Mm-hmm. And, there, there's, and the thing is, is that sometimes you scan something, you see it, like, in the distance, you're like, uh-oh. And other times you turn to scan, it's like, boop! Like, whoa! Yeah, so with that all said, the story is minimal at best, and at some point goes from tense horror to absurd, like utter absurdity. And that's all I'm going to say. If you really want to play it, the game is like two hours long, maybe two hours. There is no VO, and it's a walking simulator. Like at its core, it's just a straight-up walking simulator. And the horror isn't because the game's scary. It's because of the premise of you scanning and can find things. And because the game is creepy, those creepy elements – make it scary so okay. so it sounds like there aren't like monsters that chase after you that, that you need to scan to know where they are at nope that's, nope. that's not a little bit of pretty, fatal frame in there pretty disappointing no you're um oh god let me just say there's a reason for all that because the end again absurdity dodger i think you should play this we can talk about it next week <laughs> the end is absurd and it, and then there's a new game plus. So when you go back in new game plus, um, you can find new things. And there's something at the beginning of new game plus that sort of explains the ending. But at the same time, you're like, what? And so it's, yeah, it's, it's, I have no better way of describing it except it's gorgeous to look at. The, the sound design is amazing. It really, really puts you in that cave. And it's like, if I didn't scan and I said to listen, this is like terrifying and still has no story. <laughs> like has no story. And I was, I, cause I, I, I checked it out cause I was thinking this seems like a horror game and it might be great for scary game squad. Yeah. And I went in to go check it out and holy shit, it is and, it's uh, not a scary not game, that. but it does have some horror elements. That, that, that gimmick just, just at first, side of the trailer i'm looking at this and i'm thinking that's a strong gimmick but right but the way you're describing it sounds like it's so such a skin deep gimmick yeah i think <laughs> I, I hate to say i hate to say this but it feels almost like a tech demo for a much cooler game like it's so short and you're just getting on the surface of like this thing there are no voices and every so often you get like um a little thing of text that that gives you sort of uh this is what your character's thinking about. <laughs> but it's all kind of like philosophical mumbo jumbo. It's That's <laughs> almost like a parody of what walking simulators are. Yeah. I, I wish it was more. Like like a black screen with some God. like mogwai post rock with text fading on that says something like, I never felt until this moment. Then you right. walk to the end of a dark tunnel and then another text appears. We should make a parody walking simulator. That It would be so easy. It, it shouldn't be too hard, it right? itself. Yeah, you just have to make the move really slowly. We could buy, uh, we could literally buy a 
uh default set of levels from unity you know just uh, any of those spooky mansions or abandoned asylum or whatever you know just maybe change a couple of things and just have you move very slowly and at certain points it triggers one of us saying something pseudo deep yeah. that makes absolutely no sense it and at the very end of the game, God. at the very end of the game you open a door and it we reveal that it's about obsessive compulsive disorder wow done there you go it always has to have another level of course so, yeah the boom, whole game is done. about something else we you just blew your you mind just rewrite Jaden Smith tweets and with with like oh, bigger words oh. have those like slowly fade onto the screen. Can we mix in the occasional time. Donald Trump speech segment as well? Yeah, just, you know, just rewrite unaltered. it to sound a little no, less obvious as him. And I don't think you need to rewrite it because it's hard to figure out like the parody in those anyway half the time because they don't make <laughs> any actual sense. So you know, just put some it of that in there. It would be hard to write them in the first place. God, it's. It, I've seen people try to parody Trump, and it's not as funny as the real thing. It's sorry. One one of the more fun articles I read during the election season last week, last year, was how it's actually been really tough on English teachers. Yes, who are like having to teach English with with this the example of the most popular English quotes being tossed around, just sounding not like what the students are being taught at all. Well, it was a nightmare for translators and other, like foreign news networks have yeah. been complaining. It's like, we don't want to incorrectly translate what the president of the United we States says, but we what just don't know what it is. is. Can, can you help? <laughs> anyway, we'll move rapidly away from that oh as amusing God. as I it just, is. I just want to put this out there for the internet. Imagine- oh, What are you doing now? <laughs> imagine Dodger saying, imagine opening a door and Dodger's voice says this, don't become attached because then you disconnect. And once you gather stress, you'll be obsessed with flipping checks. Jaden Smith. Well, no, don't, don't name who it is. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. No, th that's the twist the whole the thing. You're Jaden Smith. The end of this is- I'm Jaden Smith. Yeah. And when you open the door, it's Twitter. <laughs> Jesus. When you open the door, it just opens up a web browser. Yeah, and it, it takes you to Twitter. It takes you to Twitter. It takes you to Twitter. No, it takes you to your own Twitter. Whoa! <laughs> it's a 30-minute game about self-reflection! Holy oh. shit. Yeah. Oh, God. I we like have, it. We've got to make a fake walking simulator now. All right, I'm going to find someone that has basic unity knowledge. I'm going to pay for some assets, and we're going to do this no, shit. No, do, a, do a Kickstarter. No, Start a Kickstarter we, in complete like faux sincerity. We can't ask like, people for money for this. Yeah, it's every, every tier money. is just like thanks. Yeah, <laughs> there's like no extra gifts. We thanks. just we got to get it in for Steam Direct though. We got to get this shit greenlit. I've got to find a bunch of Russians to vote for our game. We'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Oh man. Just as long as at the end I unzip my body and I'm Jaden Smith. Yes. Oh no, the player's Jaden Smith. No. But the no. Player, the, I unzip my body, and I am Jaden Smith. Again, she, she is a reflection of you as the player, who is, of course, Jaden Smith. Obviously. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah because when you back up, when because you walk up to me, we have a dialogue. I unzip, I'm Jaden Smith. You back up, it's a mirror. I can't wait for endless, uh, <laughs> for just an, an endless fucking series of video essays on this you know i can't wait for the Aaron signal video on our fake walking game simulator it's gonna be great oh man all right uh who else has been playing anything else this week oh, I, you know what actually i'm gonna hijack this motherfucker your uh, own podcast okay. yeah i'm hijacking my own podcast i'm going full jane smith on this wow. i want to know 
Tell me about that Metal Gear Solid Pachinko machine. You went to oh. Japan. Oh yeah, yeah. You played you played stranger things than we have ever possibly why am I not doing sentences well today? It was all going so well into that final word that just flopped on its face. I need to jump cut my own podcast at this point. Fuck's sake. Yeah, tell I, me about I, those pachinko I machines. I played Stranger Things. I played I played some actual arcade games that were weird. I finally got around to playing the Left 4 Dead arcade cabinet. That thing oh, buys like 30 yeah. minutes. Hmm. For for a one hundred yen coin, which is about one dollar, and okay, and and after a while, you're just playing Left 4 Dead with bots. If you buy one of the three dollar game cards, you can play online with other Japanese people. But the thing is, like, That's it's basically one. Left 4 Dead, but with like a quick swap, dirty source port job of changing out the character models to look more like Japanese characters, which is still weird because it still has you going through the Left 4 Dead two campaigns in Louisiana, <laughs> like. Like they look really out of place. Anyways, um, I I after after thirty minutes of playing Left 4 Dead by myself with bots, I really wanted to get out of there. But I have never <laughs> before in my life wanted to lose a game that wouldn't let me lose harder than when I was playing Metal Gear Solid Pachinko. Okay. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Pachinko is a uh, patchy slot machine that takes bills, not coins. And the smallest bill they have in in glorious Nippon is equivalent to about ten U.S. dollars. <laughs> They like okay, they don't so they don't have singles. They use coins for for what what are to us like one dollar and five dollar denominations. So you put a ten dollar bill in, and then you're just kind of along for the ride for however long those ten dollars are gonna last you. And in this case, it was about one hour <laughs> of us just sitting there. Uh, uh, occasionally, I would I would like change the seat out with a friend of mine so they could get the experience, but. <laughs> You want a slot machine for way. an hour on ten dollars. They wanted to leave, and and we hadn't yet finished the game, so it was like we'd be wasting our money if we did. Um, so the way uh, Patchy Slots works, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but they basically play a video that's like supposed to be an episode of your favorite anime or, or cutscenes strung together of your favorite video game, and and as you put in money and roll the slot machine, it occasionally matches up symbols and plays another four seconds of your favorite episode until maybe by the end of the entire day you spend in there at the machine, you might see a full episode of The Thing. And in this case, that thing is a not real Fox Engine remake of MGS3 so much as it's uh, pre-rendered FMVs styled to look like Fox Engine renders. And and with that kind of, with that kind of decision, like that, that's... That's the kind of aesthetics that just makes you want to know what happened previously. <laughs> like, like everyone knows what happens next. There's a, sh a shitty gambling machine. You put money into it, maybe you get a story with some pretty cutscenes. But how they came about creating these, these Fox Engine-style renders of, like, the fan-favorite Metal Gear game that isn't even the highest-selling or highest-rated one, well, depending on the version, I guess. But it, there's... Nat naturally, like the conspiracy theorist in you wants to assume that they were really making a real remake of MGS3 and that all these just assets came from. It into the gambling yeah. side of things when Konami yeah, they, bailed they on real video games? Yeah, everyone. All, all the people who could actually finish the project either decided to leave and got fed up or Konami themselves got fed up and trashed it and threw it into this gambling machine for a quick and dirty buck that still requires them to make a, a shitload of big, expensive, flashy machines buy space in all these parlors for it and only make money off of a very 
small segment of a big industry. It's this old people in Japan who probably don't know what Metal Gear is and probably won't really be super attracted to the machine out of the pile of of the girls on Panzer and Monster Hunter machines that are right next to it. So, so you, and so you just baffling. just kind of like uh, question you on that one because obviously you've, you've been to Japan like a bunch and I've been to Vegas quite a lot and I've seen the changes in the kind of machines that they've started to put into these places to attract a younger audience because you know I, people of our generation because mm-hmm. we grew up with actual video games we expect more out of what a you know a slot machine is oh, boring yeah. like generally yeah, yeah, a slot yeah. machine is boring so i play something like the the plants versus zombies 3d slot machine which i think and, is and in the bellagio we don't like I play gambling that. which is actually a huge no, problem no, with the don't. industry like there are all these yeah. incredibly patronizing articles that are that are going on about how how millennials are destroying the gambling industry oh no oh. no well, the, oh, the well, answer, what, what a problem that incredible tweet where i think it was like time magazine or the wall street journal or something it's like um why are millennials not buying diamonds anymore someone replies that said i work at a grocery store and it, yeah just that is the encapsulation of everything you know regarding all yeah. these insane just, completely just out of touch acknowledging things. the economic times a different yeah. generation has to deal with anyway without question and of yeah, course they're yeah. boring you know they're just they're boring boring things you sit there and you press a button they only recently brought legislation in the past couple of years that will allow nevada to have skill-based slot machines before that it was literally illegal to have any skill element in a slot machine oh because then they could uh fool you into mm-hmm. thinking your inputs matter and, yeah. and hook you harder yeah although inexplicably that doesn't apply to video poker and i don't know why that is despite the fact it's still covered by slot law that one doesn't make a lot of sense to me but hey so in this case for pachinko in japan it's uh i was told by by an expat who lives there that it's almost like like something for old people to do with with their time when after they've retired when they don't have a lot going on with their lives like they this guy would frequently wake up every morning to see the same people waiting in line for the patchy parlor to open up and it would just like would become part of their routine and that's I don't know. That, that kind of that. like explains part of that. It's yeah. uh, English culture with they call it the amusements in England, mm. um, and every okay. every even the smallest village will have what is a tiny shitty shitty casino which is nothing but machines called the amusements, and it is mostly old people that go there. Yeah, um, I think it's a pretty similar uh, situation. I've I've heard theories that they also have uh, a lot of video game brands and patchy parlors to give old people ideas for what to give their younger relatives and really? kids. Really, that is which very is still interesting. weird because they're not making any more Metal Gear games. Yeah, like, I, I, I was just that gonna say in case. that's a, yeah. Because again, I just I don't see why it's like if they're not trying to attract a younger audience into these parlors with these video game related IP, because for me, if I was going to play slots, I would, I want to play one that's a theme that I'm interested in, which is why I sat down and played the Plants vs. Zombies 3D one. And it was quite, it was impressive in terms of its technology. That's big fucking curved screen that curved in the 3D was glassless and uh, it was very yeah. good. And that's, that's, it was, cre- it was, it was creepy, no doubt terrifyingly <laughs> a similar impression with metal gear solid pachinko yeah this is definitely a fancier machine there's yeah. more going on with it it looks but you're like saying they're not trying to draw in the 25 to 30 year old metal gear solid fans to this maybe they are maybe this is a tactic to to get young people into patchy parlors for what it's worth the youngest people i saw in every patchy parlor i've been in on both of these trips were the staff <laughs> yeah <laughs> like okay. uh, the, the the clientele no no one looked under 40 the staff looked like a yeah. lot of 
lot of mid twenties underemployed out of college types. It almost seems like you're the ones replying to those tweets. Twitter posts. Yeah, it almost seems like it's just you guys. You know, it's it's a curio for uh, you know those who come to Japan, especially for the video game culture. So it's like mm-hmm. you go to, go to Hacker Harbor, you go check out the game stores, then you go to Apache Slot and play fucking um, Metal Gear Solid or yeah. sexy erotic violence Castlevania or whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah, they're they're sexy erotic Apache Slot machines, but they can't get too sexy. I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> the line is 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 drawn in a much different way in Japan, but but for Metal Gear Solid Pachinko. You get cutscenes of not a lot of sexy or scary or violent stuff happening. Really, really, really cartoony action of okay. uh, Snake like uh, throwing out magazines and and flipping boxes on top of his head to sneak past guards. If mm-hmm. your slots line up right, yeah. If they don't. You just gotta watch the same four second loop of him preparing to do it over oh, and over. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, and that's uh, that's how they progress the story. Eventually, though, there was a boss fight. There was a uh, slot machine boss really? fight okay. where two characters were uh, engaging in one-on-one combat in which they were shooting guns at each other and the bullets ricocheted off their skin. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, like, like I said, they, they, they cartoony up the violence more so than in the original game. Uh, but there would be chunks of health taken out of uh, Snake's health bar and Ocelot's health bar, and they would be determined by your slot rolls so you had a combat system that was literally all dice rolls. Okay. And, and we lost the boss fight. And I don't know if there's like supposed to be a slot machine version of a quick save system or something going on here. Or maybe we're just too stupid and ignorant and, and can't read enough moon runes to understand how to play the game right. But it did throw us all the way back to the very beginning of, of the process for quote unquote losing this slot machine boss fight. And uh, that was about 30 minutes in and we got up to just before the boss fight after the next 30 minutes and then finally ran out of tokens that the $10 bill had spat out and given us and uh then then we we had to go i'm not sure i want to sit there for an hour unless i was winning like considerable amounts of money i don't think i'd want to be there for that long honestly because it is those things are not entertaining for more than about 10 minutes the only entertaining aspect is i am shoving money into this thing and it might Give me more money back. Physiologically unhealthy to be in there for an hour if you don't have earplugs. This is this is how I I knew what a what a weirdo I am. Was was last year I'd been to Patchy Slots. I did did a video about Patchy Slots, and they're really unreasonably loud in there. And so I knew to bring earplugs. This time I brought friends with me, and they 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 were yelling at me through the noise, yelling like George, what do we do? Our our ears are gonna burst if we stay in here. And I pulled out the little ziploc sandwich baggie of earplugs i had ready and was like wait you guys didn't bring this you're like you're like a local guide you're the sherpa of the pachinko parlors i i really like speaking of self-reflection like immediately looked at myself in that moment and was like wait a minute maybe i'm the weirdo why do you keep coming to this country to make uh, uh, wacky videos. To make videos. To make weird videos. Yeah, yeah. I, I wow. got more videos on the way. I'm going back. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you keep getting sick. You keep heading out there. Eventually, you're getting me into all the germs, though. Eventually. Mm, that's 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 a worthy bullet to take. You know, mm-hmm. I I like to have my fun at my own expense. Mm. It's a real uh, real real reminds me that karma exists. I guess. Well, flying to Japan is certainly having fun at your own expense. No doubt about that. Jesse, did you play anything else this week? That's Not it. Really. It's kind of sombra. Yep, that's okay. all. I, I mean, trying to think of anything else. Most you, of it was just stuff busy. that I uh, have already been playing. Yep, Dodger. Anything else um, you got on the 
pile yeah, there? I, I also did the uh, the first chapter of the Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, yeah. What do you reckon? Is it it's, a Telltale game? It's pro Yeah, for sure. But it's also probably, as a person who still enjoys those, like I still enjoyed the Batman one. Mm. Um, I love the Borderlands one. Like I'm fine with the format as long as it runs well, right? And as long as it progresses at a nice pace. Um, this one had moments where I was like, there it is. Yeah, okay. Overall, pacing was all over the place. Um, the models kept just like adjusting themselves in weird <laughs> way. Like, 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 were say they uncomfortable? That, like, say that this is on a table, right? <laughs> they would go to pick something up and it would just jump into their hands, like crazy <laughs> shit like that. Where oh I was like, my God. It felt it felt like it was the weakest one I had played in a wow. really long time. Um, mostly just because it didn't run correctly. It didn't feel like it ran right. Um, it's an old engine. They've been running uh, that engine for like really five years or whatever. Yeah. Um, it so yeah, like it was it was fine. I didn't think that it was amazing. Uh, whoever's doing the voice for Rocket Raccoon nailed it. <laughs> cool glad to hear it but um overall yeah it was just like it, it felt like there were jumps like story jumps where they would be one place and then suddenly they were somewhere else and i was like oh okay no no mid-ground there that's fine yeah um and yeah the model just the way that the models worked sometimes they would start you you know they would do one of those weird shots where you're walking down a hallway and they let you walk down the hallway I would press W to move forward and I would just like the hall was angled a little bit to give you an interesting shot to look at. But if I press W, I would run into the wall. I know it's, it's just like they put those little bits of interactivity to remind you. It's like, we're still a board game. It was board game. Fuck mm, my it's brain. It's the best board game. <laughs> we're still a video game guys. Honest. Yeah, so I was having to alternate W and D to like wiggle my way down this hallway. And oh, I was like, that no, is this silly. is Borks. This no. is Borks. This isn't. So, did you guys see that Waypoint article uh, that came out a week ago specifically about how behind the times Telltale's animation technology is? No, I no. mean, I didn't really need to read an article about that. I know it's like yeah. 10 years out of date, but what is there, was there anything they said specifically there that most uh, people wouldn't know? A source told me that even as the company was writing the success of The Walking Dead, their engine didn't have a physics system. If a designer came up with a scene requiring a ball to roll across the floor or a book to fall off a shelf, it had to be done by hand, an enormous time and resource commitment. Wow. God, update that shit. Just commit. They're getting such big contracts with big like, IP. I don't, they yeah, can it, afford it. They if, can if, afford they can an afford Unreal it. Engine license. If it becomes, it just becomes a super shame. It's like you're getting access to IP that other developers can only dream of, and this is what you're doing with it. It's right. It's weird to me. Just, but I think know, it's also comes down to how fast they can turn stuff around. Well, yeah, because they're working on too many licenses of too many games simultaneously. Yeah. And oh, so they can say to someone like, yo, we can get this up before your movie comes out, though. Yeah, so. they, they, they could save time by having a physics engine. <laughs> they could, but that's Probably. a lot of commitment moving forward that then they'd have to put stuff on hold because... They have to, like, roll everybody into a new system. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think they're willing to do that right now, which sucks yeah. because it needs it badly. I don't think... I think most people didn't even realize that the Guardians of the Galaxy one came out. No, flew right under the radar on most people, I think. It did. Yep, same I, with the I, Minecraft one that happened where people were just like, 
Well, Dude, people yeah, just go confused the Minecraft about one, that. The first chapter came out, and I actually thought that it was really cute. And then jump forward however long, and somebody in my chat was like, hey, when are you going to play the rest of Minecraft? And I was like, what do you mean? The entire fucking thing came out, yeah. and I had no idea. The first chapter, I was like, oh, yep, there it is. None of the other chapters ever, I didn't even know. They just threw them out and didn't bother to tell people, yeah. The thing that, that got me about the Minecraft one, like that was really the last draw for me. You can fail most of the QTEs in that and the animation won't even change. Like, like your yeah. character will stumble his way over a block that you press W for, but it's animated in a way so that it like would look right whether you failed or succeeded the QTE. Mm. Um, Batman, definitely there were a few times where I hit the wrong button in a QTE initially <laughs> and then hit the right button and it would be like, oh yeah, you got it. And I was like, that's not how cute. Yeah, like, yeah, I was angry. I was angry that it let me succeed. Yeah, yeah I was it. just like, no, no, no. How patronizing I didn't land that is punch. that? Yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah, just. That's sad. Stick yeah, to, I, stick I to the actual QTE. I haven't played a Telltale game in a while. You know, it's like I I understand your formula now. It would have to be an IP that I was very interested in in order to play one of those again. I hope they eventually change their engine and rethink the way that they do things because I just don't care anymore. Batman was really such a chance for them to update it too. Like that that's the kind of universe that like calls for reflective wet streets with like uh, bump mapped asphalt all over the place and when i first saw the first screenshots of everyone looking so flatly textured with yeah. such uh like little interesting things going on with the lighting i was like oh they're really committed to not updating this stuff aren't it's they gnarly. yeah yeah i yeah. i actually i did enjoy the batman one though i was confused when because when the first chapter came out all of the reviews were bad saying that the game just like wouldn't run and I downloaded it and it ran perfectly fine yeah, for me. Yeah, it had some issues so. with some people on launch. I think they they mostly resolved those. Yeah. The curse of Batman on PC, apparently. It's not the first time it's happened. Right? So. Every Batman game cursed. Yeah. <laughs> I dusted off my Vita. Um, you know, I was talking about the whole Persona 5 issue where it's like, that thing ain't portable. It's like, well, really? Because uh, cause I, I think I got myself some Persona 5 golden going on right there. You see? Oh, I hit the menu button, I think. No, that's... Yeah, we're just looking at a black yeah. screen. It was, it was, it was fine for like two moment. seconds. It was working. What did I, I saw press? him run. What did I press? God fucking damn You might have just turned it it's, off. I think it's the screensaver. God, I can even hear the music for the damn thing. Yeah, I, 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 I let it on to idle too long. I let the remote play idle too long, and it fucking disconnected me. It's like, come on, you... There we go. All right, I think it's back. Yes, there we go. There you go. There you go. That... There's a there's a Persona 5 golden honest, you know. That's a remote play Persona 5 on the Vita. Uh honest, and it runs fine. Oh god, it's impeccable. It's huh. shockingly good. I had no idea. I mean, this isn't even playing at the there's a high quality version which is supports up to 60 frames. Obviously, that's not relevant to Persona because it doesn't run like that. Can't believe I mm. pressed the off button. Yeah, but it looks great. I mean, this is an original Vita, the one with the OLED screen which uh, the colors really pop on that really nicely. There's no noticeable latency. I put it right up next to the monitor and looked at them. I could barely tell the difference. You know, obviously I'm playing it very close to the, the wireless uh, router in there. And right. it's like, yeah, it's fine. I, I wouldn't play it outside the house, but yeah, it's perfect. Um, and Persona, it doesn't really have the problems with the, the four buttons. A lot of the remote players see with the Vita is that it's only got two shoulder buttons. So you've got to use the back touchpad 
for the LR and uh, R2. Oh. That's, but that's not actually a big deal in Persona. Those buttons aren't really used all that much. So right. in an action game, it might be, because if you fumble that, you're probably screwed. But in a turn-based RPG, no, it doesn't matter. It looks yeah. great. Sounds great. Streams really smoothly. I was super impressed by it. So oh, yeah. Oh, no. be... TBM never going to stop playing this game now. I can yeah. just play. I could just shut it off to. in the living room and then go to bed and play it some more. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, you don't need to. And it's an instant resume as well. If you leave your uh, PS4 on sleep mode and you go to uh, PS4 link on the Vita, hit remote play, yeah. it'll turn the PS4 on and then it brings up your PS4 screen, just, you know, your start screen. If you hit Persona and that's the one you had suspended, you're right back in the game immediately. It's pretty fucking great. Uh, not. Like I, I need oh. to just I need to just sit down and get it. Like I said, I'm only a few hours in. I, I just sit wanna down talk to you about Tough this game. It ain't gonna happen yet. Maybe in a month. Maybe in a month. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I also picked up. Um, I thought, hey, this would be a great I thing for Darkest Dungeon because they have a version of Darkest Dungeon on this thing. Problem is, they were supposed to do the Radiant patch for this. They, they obviously did, they did that in February and PC. And like, yeah, it's coming soon to Vita and console. It's not there yet. I don't even mm. know if it ever will be. Uh, you know, that's that's the biggest problem with using something like this for indie games that get constantly updated. It's it's much harder to update. You can't just like constantly patch games. No, because you've got to go through Sony's bullshit and you have to pay for it and everything. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I want something portable that I could run a bunch of PC specific indie games on. And of course, you know, so what did I do? But finally dig out the the Razer edge pro this is far too fucking large that looks like the first time Nintendo you showed that Switch to us and we were like, like is that a spaceship the fuck? Yeah. it looks like a chinese knockoff wii accessory yeah. more like a nintendo bitch am i right i get up and i do 20 curls with this every fucking day wow. like i i7 fucking That's 640 gt yeah, they only ever made one run of those. And they never made them again. The problem is the batteries are fucked on it. Like it, they brought them out in 2013. I boot. I managed to boot the thing up with the power adapter. It will not boot up in any other way. Uh, I think both the batteries are either broken or there's some driver issue with them. So I had the thing plugged in, and it's like, yeah, you have Windows 8. That's obsolete. You need Windows 8.1, but we can't update because your Windows update is too out of date. Do you want to update your Windows update so you can update Windows? It's like, yeah, I'd like to do that. Three hours later, after updating the fuck out of Windows 8, it's like, yeah, it runs fine as long as it's plugged in. But the batteries on it, they just, I think they're just dead. I can't charge them. I'm talking to Razer at the moment over their tech support to see if there's a way to do it. But I was thinking, hey, I could use this for, I could probably jury rig remote play on that because that's a, that's a nice 10 inch fucking 16 by nine screen that would be really nice for that. And the controller case is something no one else has done this controller case, as far as I can tell. Like, I think there's a couple of knockoff Android tablets that do it, but this is the big thing about it. I mean, it'd be nice if this didn't weigh like five pounds, but this is this is the Switch before the Switch even existed, you know? The, the controller case is the big deal because it lets you hold a tablet while also having full controller access. The, I, people were saying to me, oh, get the Surface 4 Pro or whatever. It's no use because I've got to stand it on something and then just use a controller. I want to be able to hold the thing. And that's why the Switch is great. You know, that's why the Switch was an awesome idea. But that came out, this was four years before that. I just want, I want some other Windows tablet to do that. Because look at the library on Steam. Look at how many fucking games are on Steam. You play, you know, I think you use your Vita mostly for Binding of Isaac. Now you use the Switch for that, right? 
Like it was a Binding of Isaac machine for you for ages. And of course, there's a few great indie ports on the Vita that are worth playing, but of course, most people don't bother porting there anymore because it's not a good market. I could just play, there's so many indie games on Steam I'd love to play portably, but there's no good Windows tablet with a controller to let me do it. I want one. There's Android tablets, but nobody ports anything to fucking Android. Android's a fucking wasteland when it comes to games right now. It's hopeless. Totally hopeless. Ugh. But, but yeah, the Vita's nice for that. And I also re-downloaded Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together because I never got around to finishing that game. And that's really, really great. I'd, I'd, love, I'd love more indies on the Vita, but I understand why they don't bring them in there. At least I'm playing Danganronpa 2 on it, so is that. And they'll probably bring the next Danganronpa to it, but... Right now, the only new games that are coming in the Vita are visual novels and J-Dungeon Crawlers. That's it. That's all you we get. have one of those today. <laughs> I, that doesn't surprise me, somehow. Mm -hmm. That does not surprise me. You still have the old back catalog PSP games, though. They're all great. A lot of great shit there. Jesse, yeah. weren't you playing Orcs Must Die? I did. Bunch yeah, this week? Uh, it's Orcs Must Die Unchained. It was for a brand deal that uh, oh. Gerardo... Uh, but, but you didn't look, play it, yeah. Yeah, look, I'll be honest. Uh, I think it's super fun, but I just like Orcs Must Die in general. Um, this is just sort of the uh, Orcs Must Die uh, free-to-play, but if you want, you have to spend money to upgrade certain things game. The story um, behind the development of this thing is crazy because when they originally announced this, they say, we're going to make a MOBA with Orcs Must Die. And they spent yeah. like three years trying that and having beta and early access and completely changing their mechanics and shit. Eventually, they just tapped the fuck out and went back to saying, it's a free-to-play Orcs Must Die. We've gone back to what you liked about Orcs Must Die 1 and 2. We're just going to make it free-to-play. We're going to put like 17 characters in it. There's supposedly this interesting mode, which is a 3v3 defense mode with some competitive elements called Sabotage that looked pretty yep. cool, where you you just get to fuck with the other guys as they try to defend, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, it's, it's and that's how you, and by doing that and this the normal mode where you're defending against orcs and other things, uh, you unlock chests and the chests give you cards and it's very much like um, Clash Royale where you get the cards and then after like 50 cards, you can upgrade a trap or whatever oh um, i i would get bored of that quite quickly i think and so uh truthfully i i you know it's tower defense at its core and so that's my shit like i love that stuff and i know to many people that's just like barf but for me that's all i played back in the you know rts days i always was time a good tower defense though because it's not just build towers it's build traps to fling orcs into spiky right. pits and fire that's good that's, that's good clean fun that's one of the really great, uh, there's a level that Gerard and I played where there's um, slime and like uh, ooze around it. And so we did fling traps and we just fling guys into the slime and kill them instantly. And it was hilarious to do. And it was a ton of fun. And I love coming up with weird strats like that. And there's, you know, all right, well, maybe we instead build barriers and then funnel them through shit while we kill them. There's a lot of ways to go. I think it's, you know, at its core, it's still orcs must die. And it's a ton of fun. But uh, if you're one of those people that just can't deal with MOBA stuff and uh, or not MOBA, but like mobile uh, kind of uh, sales tactics, then this probably free to play be nonsense. Yeah, yeah. I know you can buy a hero pack. So you can avoid unlocking all the heroes. But if you're saying that there's like an endless treadmill of trap upgrading, I probably would not. I mean, Orcs Must they Die One and Two were standard buy once games. I can right. see this working free to play, but simultaneously being just a giant grind 
Well, it's and, not it's not endless trap up. It, there's like a certain level that you can get to, then it caps. But like it's the process of grinding to that cap. But the way it works is it's like um, let's say spike trap one, you upgrade to spike trap two, and then spike trap two to three, three now opens up a square where you can add something to that trap. So maybe it's electric okay. now, or maybe it slows them and spikes them, or something. And then from three to four, it's like another upgrade. So now it's like a level three spike trap that electrocutes them and then you can add another thing to it so you can like buff and change them so there's all sorts of cards and things you can do you can change your character's loadout in your build there are different heroes that you can place that will protect you or buff you or heal you um yeah there's a lot of things to it there are different actual heroes that you play as um there's again it's one of those things where there's a lot of cards you can get because there's a lot of things you can do so much like loot crates loot boxes in every other game mm. it's like oh well i got five upgrades to this and one thing that like changes this and a, a new guardian. And so it isn't all just upgrades to your uh, initial traps, which okay. is like, all right. As long as it's not just straight up upgrades, like it's 10% better. It's like, oh, that's boring. No, 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 no. It's you can do upgrades, do, do them fun, make them interesting. Didn't you have the Nidhogg two fellows show up at I your office? I did, and it was super fun. Um, Nidhogg 2 uh, is great. It's It plays exactly like Nidhogg 1, except uh, They've completely there are changed the art style for it, haven't they? You can, uh, basically, it's Nidhogg 1, except a redesign of the world. So it, it looks more crazy and wild and insane. Uh, there are all sorts of different weird levels. And you can crawl, you can throw, you can slide, you can do uh, bow and arrow tricks. There's all sorts of different things you can do to the game. Um, and then you can stomp people out and beat them up. I don't quite remember everything you could do in the first one. So if I'm repeating something that you could do in the first one, God bless. I don't, um, I don't remember the bow and arrow being in the first Nidhogg. There is, there is multiple, there's daggers and there's a giant, uh, bastard sword. And then there's the normal, like pokey sword, whatever the hell that thing's called. Uh, <laughs> and the, there, there's, there's all sorts of different things that you can do, but at the end of the day, at its core, it's it's Nidhogg, and I think it's super uh, super fun. What did it, they do to the art? That's yeah, one of the that's that the first thing did. I yeah. said. It's like what the, it's a really jarring change. You know, obviously the first one looked like an Atari two six hundred game. This the art style is bizarre. Everyone and looks it, like Homer Simpson. I said they look like Bert and Ernie, but same thing. It's it, they look like Muppets. But here's here's what I will say. Um, I thought about this a while too because. I truly, because it is, it is jarring. Like, it looks totally different. It's yeah. no longer stick figures. It, everything's bizarre and creepy and, like, like ugly almost looking. And yeah. I had the thought uh, the other day uh, after the video came out, and I saw all the comments that were just like, God, this game looks ugly. I think when, it, when you come down to it, if you're the dev of this game, what do you change about your game? When you make the sequel – Either you put out the exact same game, in which case people can be like, it's the exact same game, mm -hmm. or you change graphically what the game is and go a different direction graphically because you can change nothing else because Nidhogg at its core is literally just kill and run a direction, right? Well, so, I mean, like, you, add, you can have more stuff, obviously, which they evidently did, you know, with the bows and arrows and different weapon types and such. Right, but yeah. I think, like, you, that's it's the dev trying to offer more than just, like, a quick first game was cool so i'm gonna cash grab this next one it's i don't know i literally it's, it's, do not know 
It's very different. It's very different. The, the thought the thought that they'd rather endure the criticism of the art looking worse than endure the criticism of reusing the old art. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's absolutely right. Like, it's, I, I wonder if it. Well, I mean, even if it is more a business decision, surely, because you know, if you do make something that does look identical to the previous one, a lot of people are just going to turn around and say, "Well, I've, I've already owned that." You know, yeah. I've already. So if you make something look radically different, which this fucking does, I mean, I'm looking <laughs> at the gameplay, and it's like, yeah, the gameplay is very Nidhogg, clearly. Um, there are some parts of this I really enjoy, the gleeful stomping on the face shit, where the guy looks really happy that he's doing it, is fucking yeah. hilarious to me. But there's no doubt that the, these models look weird, the backdrops look you know, overly colorful, there's a bit of the grotesque going on with it. Yeah, it's, it, it's a risk. I mean, I guess I I call it ballsy though, mm-hmm. on their part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a different direction, and I think it's one of those things that if the gameplay is there, people eventually won't give a damn about how it looks, um, because the first one was the exact it was the exact opposite. It was minimal, mm-hmm. and people Very minimal, and so people didn't care that it was minimalist because it played well and it was fun to play with your friends. And I think this is one of those things where it is a game that went the exact opposite direction. It went almost too much. Like there's too, it's too weird. The colors clash to me. Like there's, it's fundamentally almost uncomfortable to look at. But apparently uh, there are different colors and like character colors and skins and things that you can unlock as you play that uh, can change who you oh. look like. So, so Nidhogg um, has a progression system now. I don't know his progression. I, I'm ah, curious. As long as it's though, cosmetic, I guess that's okay. Oh, yeah. Duck Game has one. Now. It, it does, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but they, people, uh, they, of it's, course, it's in beta like, right now. Not okay with the way it looks. But I will say, when you're playing it, that's not even remotely your concern. The way the world looks while you're playing it does not affect your reality at all because you're trying to murder this. Yeah, like you literally do not pay attention to anything but winning. Uh, a great example is when I, I played with uh, the I played with Mark the dev, uh, Gerard, and Alex upstairs in in the like gaming room in our office, and like it was silence with moments of swear words. That's literally <laughs> what it was. Everyone was so focused on playing and trying to win. And and I think that's what it's about. And I to me, that's just a sign of a fun game. And that's what, the first one was great. Like, it's hard to deny the first one was a great game. And so- I loved it. I hope that people will see this as a continued great game because mm-hmm. I 100% support the hell out of it. But with that said, I do understand why everyone's like, it's ugly because- it kind of is. is. Like, it kind of is. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bit hideous. No doubt. Uh, so that, I'm just still grinding away on Battle Brothers. And actually, that's the feeling I'm getting now, that I'm grinding away and spinning it's a my... grind now. Yeah. I'm, spinning away, I'm spinning my fucking wheels on it, honestly. Uh, I really am. Like, I almost feel like, God, it's going to take me so long to get where I want to go to get... I can't even get all my guys tier two equipment. And, you know, when I feel like I'm about to get somewhere, one of my high level guy dudes dies. I'm like, well, fuck, you know, there's, it feels even, it, it, we, we said this last week, you know, even with darkest dungeon, at least with that, when you upgrade a part of the town, that's permanent with the exception mm-hmm. of that weird event that happens. But because you are this mobile mercenary company, there's no permanence anywhere. So you, you can really get, stuck in a rut like it almost makes me feel like i want to restart the game 
start better, play it better from the start, and then hopefully I'll have some much higher level dudes at this point. Because I'm mm -hmm. like 30 hours in, and I'm still fighting the same guys with mostly the same gear, doing the same kind of missions. I still haven't got any fucking noble house to respect me so I can do military missions. Right. So I'm like, God, this is yeah, taking, you know, I like the battles, but this is taking, this is taking forever. Is, which is a shame. I went and watched someone, a high level dude on um, Twitch. He's like a 1,800 days in and he's got like, everyone's level 30. He's wearing like this golden mythical armor with this magical sword and shit. And he's fighting a whole noble house on his own, which has 72 enemies. I'm like, wow, how long did this take you? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, right? I a may thousand not days in, like. Yeah, I may not have the patience. And honestly, it, it doesn't really feel like every like the world is moving along i know there's an end game event that occurs but every, like the, the world feels like it, it's stuck in a rut waiting for me to be amazing and I, apparently i'm just not there yet mm. i still like the battles but i play like about an hour a night and i'm just like oh i'm not really getting anywhere here it's, uh, yeah i guess about it for games we've been playing this week should we take a break come back with some incredible news we don't have that. Sure. You watch the Crossroad Podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the co-optional podcast and <sighs> news. Well, well. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> Some stuff. There's there's little bits. I mean, Darksiders Three has finally been announced. Yo, I'm so excited! Except Darksiders 2 was kind of jank. But Darksiders 3, though! <laughs> they, they, they've had time. Darksiders 3, maybe this time. Oh, we'll Darksiders oh, Dark 2 is pretty good, honestly. Can I say one thing, though, that I think is pretty effing dope? Uh, Darksiders 3, they went for a female lead this time. And I just want to reiterate... Wasn't that the plan that for like the, last the last few games years? we've had... I'm sorry, what? I thought that was the plan for like the last 10 years of the series, that it was going to be the four horseman but fury was a woman you know that was always yeah that yeah, way. yeah 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 but like say, this, wasn't, idea, this wasn't a recent change the idea that this is where they're like i just think it's funny that if you go back two years wasn't it what is a lot of companies just like i don't know how do we how do we pull this female lead thing off because like and now we've had so many dope yeah. ones <laughs> I think this goes back to something that's been said numerous times. It does not matter if the main character is male or female. It's about the fantasy of someone who's a badass and you playing said badass. It doesn't matter what their gender is. As long as that person is like fucking cool as shit, you're down. You're, as, mm -hmm. as a gamer, you're down. And I think that for so long it was just like, but can male players really relate to a woman? If she's kicking ass, everyone but, can relate to her. I, I, the I, the I, logic I, was that they didn't sell well. Yeah, but when, like, 4% of, like, the really good, truly above all other other comparisons games had female leads were just those that existed, and, like, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. It really is. Like, you know, to me, like, that whole thing, the idea that, you know, a man wouldn't play a woman is nonsense, that it's a non-issue, and if that fiction has yeah. been spread it's, amongst... It's also been proven wrong. Game, well, yeah. Over and over again. Yeah. Tomb Raider you know, was... We keep coming back example. to Tomb Raider, and it's not just that literally league of legends dota two of the biggest games on the planet full of female characters no one has any issue playing them any fighting game ever though over the last 30 years female characters nobody had any issue playing any of those and when it comes to yeah and when it comes Horizon. to this particular genre <laughs> when it comes to this particular genre it's like oh what a risk females like uh bayonetta would like a word with you you know 
<laughs> the fuck are you talking about? You know, even other stuff like um, Heavenly Sword in that particular genre went with the same thing. Again, out of female this isn't unusual. I just, I don't know why. The problem is whenever people make a big deal about this sort of thing, it gives the impression that this is, that it is a big deal. And yeah. I don't think it is, particularly in this genre. It's not. It's not. It's not. Like, it's a, this is a non-issue. I mean, a Fury as a character, as a female character, has been in the law of Dark Souls for the last 10 years. And when you shoot, the plan was to give her a game until THQ folded. Um, I'm glad that she's finally getting one. That's great. Me too. Yeah. Um, so, so who's doing it nowadays? What's, oh, that, that what's is a good question. Who's, who's, the, who's doing the dev on this? Because um, Vigil Games. Uh, well, no, Vi Vigil. No, Vigil were the original devs. Yeah. yeah are they I'm still like, alive? Uh, I'm looking into it now. They're they're not because they died with THQ. Um, one, yeah, one would think. A lot of the staff joined a company called Gunfire. Um, who was making Dark Siders Three? Because um, it's Nordic that owns the license now, isn't it? Because they, they picked up a bunch of shit from THQ. <laughs> yeah, it's Gunfire that's making it. Yeah. So Gunfire is a studio that's made a lot of the ex-Vigil dudes. And it's headed up by David L. Adams and um, Joe Madura or whatever, uh, who are a lot of the ex-dudes. And they brought on a bunch of people from Darksiders and some new dudes. Simple as that. That's who's doing it. So yeah, should be most of the original dev team behind that. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like the series is going on as if nothing ever good. happened, but but it's it's surprising and, and kind of like reassuring to see developers pick up the pieces after after THQ folded and their licenses just went all over the place. Yeah. I mean, like since then we we've had a good Metro game. I mean, Saints Row had a weird spin-off sequel. Uh, uh South so Park good. still still coming out with another one yeah after two it's still delayed uh they're, they're still yeah, holding on when to that is, one when are we gonna get that butthole in our life i don't know apparently it maybe is too fractured but it may need some reconstructive surgery far before too fractured before it is displayed to the public you know it's but yeah thq was there you know they were they had the bones picked when it comes to good ip i'm glad that most of them got picked up in some way that's a good mm -hmm. thing um but yeah i don't know what's up with that it the footage there's no gameplay so we don't know really what's going on there but it's good that it's coming that's great that series went under before its time mm. i think no doubt about that did they always plan it to be a quadrilogy i believe so i believe the plan was to have one for each horseman i think the uh, and the horsemen are not just they're not plague famine etc this is fury and i think the last one is strife who suppose if i recall correctly i don't know much about my dark side as well strife was very gun orientated so we're not sure what we'll see with that. They may decide to change the genre or they may just go full bayonetta on it. Just say, hey, I got guns on my feet now. Fuck you. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Yep, so it's that. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got? What else has been happening? Anything that's interested uh, any George of you? George had a thing, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was looking uh, through through the, the paltry bits of news that have released this week and I think I'm most interested in, not necessarily most excited about though, the uh, details of the first Breath of the Wild DLC coming out. Okay, what's all about? Um, they're calling this the the expansion pass DLC pack one. Not not a very well, easy that name really that rolls, rolls off the tongue, off the tongue yep. doesn't it? Yeah. But uh, you basically get a dungeon that has you doing wave survival challenges against enemies for forty five rooms. What's interesting about it though, and what makes me feel a little envious that people with the season pass are going to get this is that it does that thing that that even tide island does where you, you you're naked so in, in that case it was a uh 
kind of like survival puzzle challenge where you have to collect things around an island while while starting off completely with a blank slate of inventory. And this one, it's it's a combat challenge where you uh, start off with a blank blank slate of no inventory. Uh, the official description on Zelda.com says Link starts the challenge without any equipment or weapons. When all the enemies in a room are defeated, Link proceeds to the next. They're all trials, about 45 rooms in total, and the power of the Master Sword will be awakened, and it will always be in its glowing, powered-up state while usable, which sounds horrifically unbalancing for the rest <laughs> of the game, but as a piece of end-game DLC, I guess that's a little more excusable. Yeah, maybe it's just giving you an official cheat mode so you can fuck around with the rest of the game after right. that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. What really sucks about those things is that when you when you play the game, when you do what you're supposed to do, and you buy the game for $45 a year later with all the DLC pass stuff included, stuff like that can really really muck with the balance of things yeah, later on. Yeah, that's something you just shouldn't touch. Like uh, Some I'm, DLC I know warns you, it's like, you can play this now, but you probably shouldn't until you've beaten it, you know, I'm, just I'm leave more it interested be. in the challenge than I am the reward, because even Tide Island was great, and I really wish there were more uh, uh, set pieces like that in the game than there actually were, so I'm happy to see them include more of those in the DLC. Everything else, though, sounds kind of meh. <laughs> There's a... Uh, sure sounds the, like Nintendo the, DLC, all right. The extra map feature that everyone was already making fun of way, way back when they first announced this stuff turns out to basically be a, a button you can press that retraces your footsteps over the past 200 hours of gameplay, which if you're a normal person will be all of your time with the game. So uh, it, it draws you a line for you. There's a uh, hard mode that turns out to not actually be as interesting as I was hoping the hard mode would be. All enemies get buffed up to the next tier and they also gradually regain health. So it basically turns enemies into spongier versions of enemies. Oh, yay. Rather, mm. yeah. And with a uh, weapon durability system where weapons are as fragile as they are, I can't imagine that agreeing well with it. Like, what and I, then you get a Tommy gun. I don't right? think and you then, do. And I, then there's a Tommy gun in the DLC, right? No. just To deal just with the sponge? No. Harder enemies. No, you Man, don't. And where did I read that? I don't know. You I, you might uh, uh, see some weird enemies I, floating around on platforms on balloons. That's this, interesting. That's is cool. Is this a bamboozle? Because yes. I'm not sure I re-upped my bamboozle insurance. <laughs> it's a bamboozle. I'm sorry. No! I didn't mean to spring that on you. We've been bamboozled. <laughs> Son of Anyways. a bamboozle. Yeah, yeah. When I was closing my eyes and picturing a hard mode in Breath of the Wild, I was picturing... Oh, uh, I often close my eyes and picture a hard mode, if you know what I mean. Ooh. You don't, do you? You have no idea. I, 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 I close my eyes and would picture stuff where like the game doesn't pause when you press the pause button. Like, like one thing that kind of bugged me about the later stages of Breath of the Wild is after you get around six hearts and enemies can't one-hit KO you anymore, you just do what you do in Skyrim. You pause the game and eat 60 apples. And uh, I, I, I feel like, like, like one of my theories about how, how this game probably had a lot more gamepad features than and it ended up having in the beginning relates to how just unbalanced it feels later on in the game when when you can pause and eat a bunch of stuff no consequence it seems like it would make a lot more sense to have uh have have the some zelda sort of inventory challenge apples. the more shit you have in your inventory the longer it takes for you to get through but the enemies they still come mm. uh, yeah yeah try, try flipping through your shit? six pages cooking shit's great it's such a good system I, cook all your shit. Why do you I, have 16 apples when you could have like two really good meals? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a sound strategy. 
but you could just replace that strategy with eating 16 apples. <laughs> no. Uh, you get oh, a travel dear. medallion that puts a fast travel waypoint on the map, and then four nothing costumes that are just nothing. There's, there's Majora's Mask. You can wear Midna's helmet. You can wear Tingle's outfit. LOL, so quirky, right? Ow. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the first Zelda DLC. Yep. The end. There was a, an article I found amusing and who's, let's just say, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, Arcane Studios regarding Prey basically said, we're making totally double special pinky swear sure this time that the PC version doesn't launch like absolute dog shit. Arcane After Austin, Dishonored 2, yeah. Indeed. Pretty confident. Double thoroughness is a term they used. We're pretty confident. You never know, but we're pretty confident that Double it'll work. Thoroughness. What do you mean? Mm. You never know. You never you, know, though. No, no, this is not a cool mystery. Mm. It's not a you cool crime know. either. There's not going to be any detective re going on. If you give this to us and this shit doesn't work again, after Dishonored 2 came out and did the same fucking thing, no. Don't give yeah, me, just, you never just know. <laughs> install it on your computer at home instead of your workplace at the dev office. See how it runs, then you know. Maybe run it on more than one system. You, you never know. Maybe hire a QA so, firm, but you never know. I was going to say, why, what, what the fuck are QA testers for? Apparently nothing now. <laughs> Apparently they just do, don't do anything. Useless. Yeah, they're probably checking for spelling errors more so than whether the fucking thing actually runs so what, so correct me if i'm wrong but the first dishonored ran pretty darn okay yeah at, at launch. Uh, it was fine that wasn't surprising it was like an unreal real three engine game that you know had no business running badly on anything you know that that I engine had super mature at that point There's, was dishonored one source actually uh i thought it was unreal three was i couldn't correct about that let's find out dishonored know. engine what's dishonored on uh it's an Unreal Engine game. An Unreal okay. 3 engine game. Yep. Yeah, never mind then. What? You mock my knowledge of, of engines? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe I was just uh, thinking of those blue steel spindly tripods and yes. I set off my Half Life. That's what it's got to be. Uh, the thing about this, like, yeah. what gets me is they are not showing this confidence. They're claiming, yeah, it's going to be totally fine, guys. Except the PC is the one platform we're not going to release that hour long demo on. We'll give you it on console, but that demo? Hey, when I got that stupid package with the fucking toilet paper and shit, which I didn't show <laughs> on Twitter because I'm not a big sucker that gives thousands of dollars of promotion to people that send me toilet paper. I like to stick it to the man. <laughs> but you, the, you tell him. The you tell him. face is the best part. But in there, the, first, the piece of paper's like, hey, you can totally play the demo right now on PlayStation and Xbox. I'm like, what the who the fuck do you think I am? And more of the point, like, if you are going to show confidence, if you want to show that that PC version is good, that it runs, and that we're not going to have the same fucking problems again, release the demo on PC. How hard is that? Where, what the fuck happened? Why is it that we can't have PC demos anymore, but consoles that have ridiculous verification requirements and you have to literally pay to upload to, they get demos, but we don't. What is it? What's going on? Because they're more handsome than we are. I don't believe that for a second. Yeah, <laughs> praise... Untrue, we are the most handsome. Yeah. Praise Maybe like Cry Engine uh, 4, you know? It's... People data mining or modding it or something. Oh no, anything but modding. How terrible. Mm. I don't know. 
So, I don't know. It's I think it's I think it's cowardice it and yeah, and you know, with with Bethesda's brand new hair, hair we're gonna hide it till release because we're he's they all want to be part. Yeah, of they the want game. everyone to play it the same we time to, to, to be fair and balanced in the same way. The same shitty doesn't run properly way that you can't possibly be warned about. <laughs> everyone will release. find out at once. It doesn't. Everyone will find out at release that it's a piece of shit. Yes, we get it. Well done. We all believe you. Now go to hell on that. May the fifth is when you will find out whether or not this thing runs like ass. I would suggest you don't pre-order it. <laughs> and of course, of course, what happened? We went over to Steam. What do we find? Oh yes, top sellers praise number two. Of course it is. Of course it is. You fucking idiots. Of course it is. Comes out mm. in a few days. <laughs> you, oh. you really oh, got I into get that it now. one. Really I get it now. Oh, <sighs> I was confused, but now I get it. No, I was yeah. lost, but now I'm found. Yeah, no, I got you. Anyone else got any news they'd like to bring up? What you got? Uh, I genuinely looked for quote unquote news. I don't think it exists in the gaming sphere anymore. It's I don't dead think they this week. News. It's dead. There's there's really not a lot going on. There's a reveal trailer for Code Vein. Do you guys care about? I Code don't even Vein? know what that is. Look, I think what it looks that? cool. It's like Animu Dark Souls. Yeah, I think it's it looks cool. way worse in screenshots than it does in motion. There's like just... really solid animation going on in these combat animations. Yeah. I don't understand why the way that they decided to tell us that they were bringing a new IP in was to have a teaser video. <laughs> that was animated in a way that looks nothing like the game. They were like, "This is this is a video inspired by our new game." And Prepare I was like, to dine, am I right? Don't do nah. that. Yeah. So like then people like me were going, "Wow, they're gonna do something that's kind of like interesting and artistic looking." And then they were like, "Or we're gonna do anime." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Yeah, I'm looking vampire at the anime. Video. I don't know and what the hell is going on with that. Vampire anime. Yeah. There's sure. there's some shots in here that look good though. Like yeah, uh, for these, sure. these these dodge rolls are are solid looking dodge rolls. I'm gonna play the hell out of this. It looks fun. So so this is something that I've like gone real roller coaster on because there was that reveal trailer. No, nah, not the reveal trailer. This is the reveal trailer. There was the teaser trailer, which also stands as like a great testament to why to never trust teaser trailers. That looked like the game might be rendering some kind of wispy impressionistic oil painting art style. That turned out to just be anime, at which point my interest was like, oh, whatever. That and ruins then they... everything. When something turns yeah. out to be anime, it's the worst. Like, like if this question. was the original teaser trailer, I don't think I ever would have had that that lower fall. Because now I'm like right back to like, okay, this looks okay. I'll keep an eye on it. Whereas uh, maybe maybe that just means it's working though. Because I I don't know. I never I, I I've never played you God Eater. You're talking about it. Exactly. So that's it, more... it, it, true. So More there's some element to to the roller coaster ride they're sending me on that yep. that means their marketing's working to some extent. Yeah. Did you hear that apparently the latest alliance war going on in Eve is over anime? That's what I heard. You're, you're you got to fight me. for your right to anime. Oh my god, the waifu battles have finally begun! Uh, So I believe, you know, the long and the short of it is, there's a great article on PC Gamer about this where the guy actually went out and interviewed people, like... But the long and the short of it is, there was this big alliance that got a Discord, and everybody was spamming anime memes. The guy got sick of it and banned anime, 
<laughs> uh, on the Discord and within the Alliance itself. Was it just like on the blacklist of words you can't type? I, I, I don't know. Apparently, Discord, you can post videos and GIFs in now. Yeah. I don't use Discord, yeah. but yeah, apparently it was just overrun with anime. And they uh, there was a revolt or something of some such. The guy went on a podcast and then got called out by someone who you know was evidently a very big anime fan. And they the bounty was put on the head of some dude, this guy. If, <laughs> if 10 corpses of this person were brought, you know, evidence was brought of their kill, they brought 10 frozen corpses, then anime would be banned forever. Uh, oh no, no, God. no. If 10 corpses were brought, the ban on anime would be lifted. But if the other group brought them 20 corpses first, anime would be permanently banned. Uh, so there is now a war between Team 10 and Team 20 to bring corpses of this one specific person called Jintan to either save anime or ban anime forever. I love this. this I love is, everything it's about ki- It's kind this of wonderful. This is a good story. Again, we prove once again that Eve is much better watched from a distance than it is played. Hashtag ban anime. I want to see like on the front war coverage of this conflict. And I've read war coverage of other shit like in Eve and it's been great. It's been super fun, but I don't know how long this is going to go on for, but you know, we are truly part of the dankest timeline at this point. There is no doubt. That is where we are. Eve I, was always on that timeline. That is true. Eve has generated so many things in that respect. Uh, one other minor thing from this week uh, that got some people all ruffled for no reason. Uh, the 2DS XL was announced, which is the three the new 3DS, except they took the 3D out and knocked $50 off the price tag. Symbol is And that. made it bigger. Uh, I think uh, it's this the is same the biggest... Size, it's the oh. same size as the new 3DS XL. Okay. Uh, exactly the same size as that. They just took the 3D feature out and knocked $50 off it. That's the literally the only difference. Hey, They've man. got a there's a nice price comparison thing on the Nintendo website for it. This is this is fine. Yeah. This is fine. Totally fine. Stupid name, but the product seems like like a fine idea. Filling a fine niche. Yeah, why not? It, I feel yeah. like, why would you do that when there's the switch? Uh, have you noticed that the Switch doesn't have any video games and the 3DS has lots of video games and they're still making video games for the 3DS because there's a massive motherfucking install base and the Switch doesn't have that? So so make a cheaper, yeah, better why, version of the 2DS to play those games if you don't want to commit to the full why, price and you're yeah, good. Why wouldn't you? why wouldn't you? I mean, it's not like the fucking Switch is backwards compatible. It's, it's like you expect, oh, the Switch came out. Immediately end all game and <clears> hardware <throat> production. No, they're not going to do that because the 3DS is ludicrously popular. <laughs> Why would they do this? No, it's fine. It's it's good that they have that. If if I ever break my 3DS XL, I'll replace it with this because I don't need the 3D shit. They, they got to use all those uh, unused parts of the, the NES Mini on something. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The, the warehouse is full of those things that, that have gone unsold. Of course. You know, along with all of those hidden amiibos that they refuse to sell to people. You know, things that exist. Of course. They're all real. Yeah, apparently, all, you know, all of the new 3DS games, the ones that don't run well on the older 3DS, they run just the same on the new 2DS that they would on the new 3DS. Oh, God, my brain. Yeah, it's the it's the up-to-date hardware. Just basically I can't wait. buy it. Buy the, this. The, the, like, the thing that, that I feel like this, this, this only bugs me a bit is the product's fine. It's the name. It's the stupid 
fucking names. I hate them. Like, like I, I can't new, wait for this trend to die. They, yeah, the new 3DS. Well, I remember the fucking original DS. It was the DS, the DS Lite, the DSi, and then the DS XL. And, you know, and then they went the 3DS... Then, then there's the then 2DS. they went fully down the hole. Yeah, now like, oh, new God. Super Mario Brothers U is not new anymore, so it's just confusing. And we all knew this would happen. Why didn't they? It was um, they just need to give them good names, you know, instead and, of like. And, and I feel like that trend is finally stopping towards yeah. the Switch line. Yeah, because if they but... made the Mario, the new 3D Mario game, like 3D Mario Switch or whatever, it's like no, just call it something else. Mario Odyssey. There yeah. you go. There you go. Problem solved. Bing. Kablamzo. Yeah. But but yeah, that that stupid stupid ass trend of stupid ass names is still going on with their 3ds line. Yeah, fuck him for that. Okay, uh, unless anyone this whole this whole conversation just makes me want to troll the Eve community really hard <laughs> and just like reach out to all of them and be like, hey, ban anime. Hashtag ban anime. Ban anime. Ban anime. Hashtag ban anime. What if there was no anime? What if we deleted anime? Mm. You thought about? Oh that? my god. Holy shit, I'm gonna make a propaganda video. Do it. Oh, oh that's fuck. the best that's the best thing about these Eve Wars, all the propaganda that comes out of it. It's so good. Huh? Do it. Get I'm involved. Wear a nice pinstripe suit is gonna be an all sepia tone. Someone already did it with um uh this is the article. I'll post the article in the chat. Um someone did a Moses thing with let my people go and <laughs> Mo Moses, instead of holding a tablet, the stone tablet is like holding an anime body pillow. And is, <laughs> is, I think is a, uh, I think it's a Dragon Ball character. I don't really know. Like it, it's 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 amusing. And now people are drawing sh Eve ships as anime girls. It's yeah, that's I'm so Yes. I don't know if this I need war to be is, part of this. <laughs> I don't know if the war is continuing. I have no idea. But it, if it is, it needs to go on forever because it's fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, video games. All right, should we do releases? I got nothing better to do. Sure. Yeah. All right, release list. In charge this week of the culling of the week is Jesse, who went through, and apparently there were a lot of Chinese and Japanese games with no English options this week, so you had to cull them. That was not a problem. It was quite easy, actually. Good. I, I'm glad to hear you're up to the yeah. task. All right. So today, May the 2nd, we have Seance the Unquiet. All right. It's a preview version of it, apparently. A free-to-play preview. It's a VR game. What's what's this about, Jesse? Uh, it, It's a game where you're at a seance, and it's kind of a spooky VR game that I like the concept of that you are sitting because it's a sitting thing, so you aren't, like, moving, like, you know, no, a lot no, of VR. Oh. I prefer my dancing seances. I don't know about the rest but of you. You know what I mean? Like a lot of VR is somehow you're sitting, but also well, you're moving and then you Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll knock stuff. over your tripods. And so in this case, you are uh, at a weird, creepy seance. And I think that's a, like an interesting concept. Okay. Uh, for a game. Yeah, it will oh. be interesting. We'll see, you know, as usual with VR games, like, hey, is it an actual game or toy? I don't know. The next game is called Super Rude Bear Resurrection. Oh, uh, this was already out on Steam, so now it's coming out on PS4, it looks like. Well, apparently the Resurrection version wasn't. Uh, it's coming out in a few days. It looks... Mm. It's This is fucking Meat Boy. Even down to the... God damn. Even down to the, the way platforming works, the texture work of the walls, the way that the sort of spinning buzzsaws are. This is Meat Boy with a bear. From Pretty what much. I... 
from looking at it. I mean, there's a lot of reviews that seem to indicate otherwise, but this looks very Meat Boy to me. Oh, I know. I want to know what the what is the rub with this one? What's the gimmick? Uh, that you're a wise crack and thug bear. Oh, maybe. great! Yeah, that'll do. Apparently, that'll found do. himself in the wrong hood, so evidently he's not too streetwise, is he? <laughs> Bit of an idiot. Next up. Next up is called Nog, G-N-O-G. This is also for PS4. Yeah, only for PS4, it would seem. G-N-O-G. I don't know. Would you pronounce it Gnog? Is the G silent? I would say Nog. I'm going to assume, yeah. Visually, this is really quite cool. The website looks very awesome indeed. It is a playful puzzle game about destroying monstrous virtual toys. Uh, you rotate and click and pull and swing and all that kind of thing. Yep, it's not on PC. It's a shame, but yeah, it's a uh, got optional PSVR spot. Apparently, it is coming to Steam, but they don't seem to have a listing there yet. And last up for May the second is the Caligula effect, also for PS4. Indeed, the Caligula effect. This game uh, looks super bonkers. Uh, apparently, it was on Vita. Really. Uh, uh, in 2016 but now it's coming to ps4 and i don't know what it's a japanese role-playing game of some description uh like i mean the, there's a lot of anime <laughs> as always it's an atlas game it's not just anime apparently there's idols singing and shit i i still don't know what this is I... exactly i went to the official website to try and figure this out and it explained nothing at first <laughs> i thought it was game where you role play by singing into a microphone i swear to god i thought that was the most innovative i was like oh, i don't do you know I, no it's not, not what, what does that, that have to do with caligula i don't nothing no. for what i could tell not not a damn oh. thing uh, apparently uh, so, so it's directed by somebody uh who it was written by tadashi satome who was involved in the first three persona games by that i mean persona one and two because two was split into two parts um right. it's a next generation juvenile rpg so apparently that's a thing now that's Focusing a jrpg on, then got yeah, it focusing right, yeah. on modern pathology trauma uh that characters were said to violate a variety of taboos um oh like the caligula movie i guess not quite as extreme <laughs> as that because otherwise it would not be getting a release of any sort but yeah it was on vita initially yeah, to, otherwise it's a turn-based J Dungeon Crawl, a turn-based J Dungeon Crawl. So, so I also feel it's worth mentioning that the PS4 version does come with swimsuit DLC. Great, yeah, of course. And, and the original Vita theme and 19 avatars. This is just like what it says when you look it up on the PSN store. It sure. has your bullet points with the swimsuit DLC. Uh, that's, that's the second they, bullet point underneath the game. They know what people like. Uh, one that we did miss, apparently, that's not on the release list. They don't know why it's not there. Tumble Seed is getting a bit of press right now. I They they claim it's a roguelike, but it doesn't look anything like that. Uh, some weird sort of... You have to balance a seed up a dangerous and ever-changing mountain, and there's a mm -hmm. bunch of unlockable abilities. The art style for this looks really interesting. I think Giant Bomb just did a quick look on it, and they were fairly impressed with it. Um, this is out on console and on PC as well, so it might be worth having a look at this. Cool. May 3rd, uh, we have Time in Time. Ooh, it's a puzzle game. Whatever that means. Okay. I... It's a puzzle game with timers. Okay. Side-scroller yeah. puzzle platformer. You control everything with timers. <laughs> everything? It's an interesting concept. Yeah, that's oh, what I was like. Oh, you have direct control over when the platform's moving shit. This is almost a programming game by the looks of it. Yeah. That's cool. 
Next up is Shattered Steel, the game from 1996 coming to Steam. Jesus Christ, Shattered Steel. This was on a fucking demo disc. I think that also had Warcraft 2 on it. Yep. Way back Pax in the day. Imperia Eminent Domain. I remember this. Man, if this is still playable, I want to try it because this is back from my childhood. I never, I didn't know this game ever came out. Wow. It'll probably run like absolute garbage, but eh, it's worth a look. Uh, the next one, I'm trying to find the right one for it, but it's oh, called several Legend of, these. The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky, the third. The third. <laughs> yeah, there's there's several versions of this, because wasn't there Trails of Cold Steel? And uh, yeah, this whole The Legend of Heroes is a series. Um, right. Yeah, As I don't know. As opposed to all those legends that are about nobodies. I don't know. know. Yeah, Trails in the Sky, the third. Apparently, that one is getting, has been ported. It's coming out soon for pc and such yes no oh, this look, this looks so up my alley yeah I, I, this has a it's a fairly classic style of the the kind of j dungeon crawler i think apparently it's pretty good for those who like it it's a bit of a tactics game as well yeah it looks, I personally, looks cool i personally never played it it actually might be up my alley looking at it um i don't know but i just never got around to it and last up for the third is feral fury which is a twin stick shooter yes that's bit bit of an odd name for it but yeah twin stick rogue light apparently with very bright particle effects mm. apparently that's a good thing i guess you're a furry character of some sort i don't know but it is out next up on may 4th another twin stick rogue light is atomine a-t-o-m-i-n-e twin stick procedural shooter rogue lights set in a virtual world with minimalist design where the player recounts on the screen the real events of stuxnet apparently mm. whatever that is um yeah so if you want something that reminds you almost of the hacking sequences from nia this kind of does that and next up is flat out four total insanity yep that's been out on pc for a couple of weeks it's now coming out on console it has very mixed reviews on pc the flat out games since number two have been shit for some reason i think it's not because it's not the same dev i think maybe the old flat out devs was the one still making next car game uh still but yeah hmm. not good apparently. on may on may 5th we have prey yep that's which... a big release consoles and yeah, pcs yeah, yeah, yeah. yep i'm uh really really looking forward to seeing if that one does well me I, too it looks like it's up my alley you know yep. a bioshock but with the more system shock-esque element to it i hope it's good mm -hmm. me but, too you know we don't We've, get review uh, copies nobody but gets like, review copies who knows? yeah so don't buy it i don't wait for uh, wait for the people to look at it and then we have Shio, which looks like a super cool little platformer. I picked it for you, Dukes, because I figured you would enjoy. It looks up my alley. Hmm. Shio. Yes. Uh, Shio. Okay. That is the word for, uh, it's not salt, but it's some other food thing. Hmm. There's, there's Shoyu and Shio when you're ordering ramen at a, yeah. a restaurant. Trying to use lanterns or something now. to yeah. bounce trying to around look it up the place. Now, but I'm finding other things. Yeah. Next up is World to the West. That sounds Let's familiar. Has it got anything to do with Odyssey to the West? Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. No. Oh. Oh, it's the oh. follow-up to Tesla Grad. Yeah. Follow-up. Which... Shio just means salt. 
Oh, okay. Ah, yeah. There we go. Show, show you is Zoe, anyways. Mm. So this apparently is a so, follow-up. It's a somehow a standalone follow-up to Teslagrad. I was going to say it looks nothing like fucking Teslagrad, uh, but Teslagrad was a pretty cool puzzle platformer. Hmm? Uh, this is more of a 3D adventure. Looks pretty neat, actually. Huh, I've known about this up to this point. Looks cool. Uh, hmm. We're getting okay. Dream Dreamfall chapters for PS4. Yeah, that's been out for a while on PC now. Yeah, yeah. And then um, May 6th is Grip Tape Backbone. <laughs> okay. That that literally could be could be whatever. Hear, hear how this they looks... so it's free. Hear how they describe it. A relaxing, oh meditative, God. and zen-like first-person vaporwave skateboarding game. An interactive mixtape. Oh, kill me now. Someone tell me what's going on in this so, Someone tell me what that even fucking means. YouTube I, can't handle I, it. It's like compressing it too hard because there's so much shit on the screen. Sorry, let me just swap with Octopimp really quick, my resident uh, vaporwave fanatic. Okay, yeah. I, I, I have a feeling I heard of this a while ago for some reason. Like, it was in someone's random collection of here's weird games I got sent. It was evidently not in yours george because you don't know it but i feel like i've seen this somewhere before maybe it was at a pax or something i don't know i i've no yeah this likes this looks too much like hello fellow kids the game even for me okay hello, hello kids all right <laughs> moving on then to next up is far space apparently you can um, play it without even any vr gear well that's a feature yeah, apparently wow. these days <laughs> amazing Apparently, except under that, it says requires a VR headset. Which is it? Did you lie to me? The world will never know. No. This Everyone always lies to you, Total Biscuit. I know. All the time. A, a deep realization that I eventually came through through, through years and years of observation. <laughs> yes and yes. Yes and yes of observation. Yes and yes. And now everybody is going to die. Yes, quite. Yes. It's been, it's, it's been nice knowing you, Horatio. Not really. Yes. Now it's time for you to die. <laughs> Tell me my space burn pressure is not 100 fucking percent. Great. It is, it's your voice. It's Would not you an like impression. I made you these tiny iced creams. Not even an impression. It's just you. I am actually just the space bear. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the secret voice actor. All right. Well, and we got? the final game is Chronicle of Innsmouth. Oh, that sounds uh, Lovecraftian. Lovecraftian. Yep. yep. Uh, that is literally the only reason why I picked it. It looks graphically like it's from 20 years ago. Oh, Chronicle but of Innsmouth. I'm okay. Against hope that because it's Lovecraftian, that there might be some a gem in there. Mm. Because oh. Yeah, got a, a got a little Lucas Arts uh, oh. adventure type setup. I like that aesthetic. Yeah, that look that does yeah. look like an old school adventure game very much. You know, so, uh, Yahtzee used to make adventure games like that, like uh, Lovecraftian themed uh, horror. Yeah, Lucas Arts oh, adventures. What, yeah, what was the name of it? <laughs> Let me just put it this way: like his game design is interesting, his writing's great. He makes the ugliest UIs that anyone has ever made. Like, obviously, he does it just as a hobby on his own. But it's like, oh god, please hire a UI designer. Uh, what was the name of his latest game? Fuck. Um, right, I'm gonna have to look this up. Um, Ben Croshaw. In the meantime, yeah, Chronicles of Innsmouth actually looks pretty okay. That was pretty legit, actually. Uh, because he made he made Five Days of Strangers, Seven Days of Skeptic. Uh, but the latest one he made, The Consuming Shadow. 
Yeah, survival horror, kind of Cthulhu-esque roguelike, but the UI looked like it was made in MS Paint because it actually was. I... Yeah. Great. Cool. Yeah, so not really a lot going on this week. It is, for the most part, Prey. That's that's really the only game. I mean, it's a good time to bring out Prey, you know, if you're not being surrounded by other titles that may very well overshadow it. I guess the hope is that that's good. I have high hopes for it. I really hope it doesn't let me down. It looks great. I just hope it is. Like, we just haven't really heard or seen a lot of it. Boy, do I want it to be good. There's uh, so many instances where, where we've really needed a System Shock 3, and I guess now that Dead Space 3 turned out to be kind of a, we really needed Dead Space 3, so... An actual Dead Space 3. I like yeah. Dead Space 3 because they took all the horror out of it, and that made it good for me. Oh. I have I the like reason the your series is ruined. Yeah, Dodger got to see the scary parts where you like I freak out. Hey, that that idea, man. That I gotta say, like I know it, it's probably never been well done, and Fear Three had the same bullshit as well with the co-op. But I love the idea of showing a different player something different to the other Me too. dude. I think it's yeah, a really cool it, we idea. We thought it was really fun because I would be like, "Are you like?" I had to double check with Jesse constantly. Like, are you seeing this see? right now? I'm Wait, like, no, actually, weren't we just talking about this about how like being a minor internet celebrity with friends ready to play these uh, multiplayer built games uh, gives you a different opinion of them than it was normal a huge people? privilege. Yeah, you brought this up. Yeah. It was pr prior to yeah. the show. We, we, we have multiplayer privilege as yeah, minor internet do. celebrities. Yeah, Damn. it was something you brought up yeah. that one of your, you know, one of your commenters had said, you know, well, you see this differently because you have people to play multiplayer with. Yeah, that's why I like Nintendo Land so much is because I, because I, you I can, can always it. call someone up to play Nintendo Land and yeah. normal people can't. Yes, because normal people don't have families or anybody that they know at all. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that, especially on the internet, you get the idea that everybody's like that with, you know, kind of shut in with no friends because you only talk to other people that are also like that and everyone else is out with their friends. So you get the idea, everybody's <laughs> like this. It's like, no, no, it's not. Yeah. It's not true, I'm afraid. So oh. go make friends. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Go make go make friends. <laughs> then you can have someone to play Nintendo, to play Nintendo Land, Land, with. Land with. You are the reason that we you failed. <laughs> You'll make failed. Dead Space 3 slightly better. Uh, oh my. We're finishing early. We have four minutes left of the show. Oh my gosh. Normally we finish at least a half an hour late. Because of the fucking release list. There's just nothing coming out this week. And for once, I'm glad of it. Yeah. I might actually get around to playing Persona. I don't know. Again, I'll probably just play Darkest Dungeon on the Vita for some stupid-ass fucking reason, just because I have it. Oh, either no. one, great game. They're both good. So you're winning either way. Yeah, I'd say so. I I'd say I definitely say so. So I'll, we'll use the last few minutes. What's coming up on the channel this week? What do you have? George, what are you working on, and does it involve either Ghost Trick or the Sexy Brutal? Because if it doesn't... Uh, it involves a sexy game. Okay, uh, I'm right. doing near Automata. Ah, uh, right. gonna try to finish up all the alternate endings tonight, then spend the other two days getting footage and doing research. I'm wondering what topic I should dive into there. There's definitely something interesting going on with the way uh, the, the the little cute robots on planet Earth are going through their cute little process of discovering cute little social constructs. I don't. I kind of want to focus on that. I'm wondering if there's really enough there, though, which will depend on how the rest of the game goes. 
But yeah, I'm just going to be like hammering away at that tonight, doing that thing where I sit in a chair for eight hours, playing one video game, hoping that I finish it in time. Um, other than that, I'm doing another round of George Sucks. So tomorrow a friend's going to come over and we're going to be making an infomercial. We, we have to come up with scenarios of people using socks incorrectly in black and white. Okay. Yeah, I so mean, that way I can do like that montage where, yeah. where I'm like, are you a bumbling idiot? I mean, there's only one way really to use socks correctly, so that means every other way isn't. So the it should be easy enough. The socks oyster. Indeed. Wow. Yeah. There's so much creative potential here. It's a well as yet untapped. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, I have tapped into it twice before, but but I'm wow. hoping for big money again. It's probably it's probably refilled by now. There's been rain since then. It'll be all right. Hopefully. I mean, I I did miss Christmas last time. So. Yeah. Well, that was a huge. That was your biggest mistake right there. Totally. Totally. Dodger, what's coming up? What you got? Uh, let's see. Guys, I do gaming news. I do anime news. We have a new unboxing episode with my sweet fiance, Sam, coming out soon. Um, I stream a lot on twitch.tv slash dexterity bonus, and I want to ban anime. You so do. You want to ban uh, all the anime and Eve. Anime. So do if you it. want to ban anime with me, be sure but. <laughs> All Eve players know that you are on team ban anime. Right. You've, you've picked a side. I've picked Good. a side. The contract is sealed. We all <laughs> we all must. Oh dear. Jesse, what you got? Uh this week more Outlast. Uh more uh looks at some interesting new games. Uh I am actually trying to do some VR stuff and pick games. I that can't are- wait. <laughs> That are literally that might make people sick. I, those are the games I'm I'm jumping into. Uh, all that, and I would like to bone anime. Hashtag bone anime. Well, all of it is all anime. I want to just you don't discriminate. Get up huh. in there. All right, no even the weird ones, especially the weird ones. I don't know. Like, you could be like committing a federal offense if you decide to go down that road. They're not well, they, they localize it to eighteen, right? Surely. Oh, there I might mean, be a disclaimer yeah. hidden somewhere in the back of some box. I was so, thinking like tentacles and stuff. I don't know what you guys thinking. Creeps. It gets Creeps. weird. Bo- hashtag bone anime. Bone, bone anime, indeed. Hashtag bone anime. Yep. I think that's about it, honestly. Uh, there is one other thing I want to promo, actually. The, we're all going to be at... Uh, George, you might be there. It is Momocon? in your home city. Yeah, you're going to be in Momocon? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm- you want to come join our co-optional lounge stage panel where we play snake oil and super fight for an hour and look really stupid in front of an audience? Uh, is that an official invitation? Yes. Cool. Yeah, Great. totally. I'd love for you down. to come along because Mathis is going to come along. We're going to have a big old good fun time. Uh, we have a schedule for the stuff that's going on at MomoCon. And please do come to MomoCon. We're going to be doing a lot of panels there. MomoCon is on the weekend of the 26th of May. We're going to be there. It's also really good. It actually is. If you want to ban anime, this would be a good place to spread this that message. Look, there are so many heathens at Momo. There's so much anime to ban. Promoting the message of anime, and they must be stopped. Uh-huh. They also have Jubeat. I don't know what that is. It's, it's a super cool Japanese arcade rhythm game that ah. the, the company that brings their machines to Momocon every year brings a bunch of Jubeat machines. And, and you may be likely to find me and my friend Matt on those throughout <laughs> MomoCon weekend. Yep, they're going to be 
Jubiting. Yeah. This yeah. doesn't work anyway. I spin it. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Serious though. Momocon's really good. It's actually yeah, it's like a lot of fun. one of my favorite cons. Yeah. Right it's for four days. Nice and chill. It's not that busy if you're scared of like, oh, Dragon Con makes me want to die because it's wall to wall people across the entire city. Momocon is less crazy than that. It's. Uh, a lot more spaced out. It's running for four days starting... I, well, actually, I think it's three days. We're getting there the day before. Yeah, uh, Friday across the weekend, 26th to 28th. Our schedule is as follows. Talking with Total Biscuit is at 1 p.m. in the theater. I'm going to be doing that. At 5.30, the more interesting panel, the Co-optional Podcast panel with the three of us and any other guests that we can drag in on it for good measure. <laughs> which yeah. may or may not happen directly after that show. I think, again, they're giving us main theater for that. I certainly hope so. That theater is great. It's comfortable. They have plush seats. It's amazing. Like, you go to PAX and they have shit seats. Moacon doesn't have shit seats. It's brilliant. Directly after that, once we are all over there, we will have a signing session straight after that. So you can come and get your shit signed and um, take photos if that's your thing. Uh, don't stay at the airport with signs. One, I'll be driving down, so you <laughs> you won't you won't find me there. But... They are, uh, the, yes, the tomorrow time. Yeah, Saturday the 27th, 2.30 p.m., I believe. Yes, I'm right about that. Is the Co-Optional Lounge. Myself, Dodger, Jesse, apparently also Mr. Bunny Happen. Any other guests we can drag in? We're going to be playing Super Fight. I know, it's a risk. The last time it sent me to hospital. We're going to do it again. And Snake Oil in front of a live audience. I believe this time they are at least recording, if not streaming, every single panel. I'm fairly sure they're streaming them. So we will keep you up to date as to what's going on with the Momocon panels. If there's any others we get roped into at the last minute, like the last one where we got how to make money on YouTube that was being run by somebody that doesn't make any money on YouTube, but it's okay because me and Mathis saved the day. We'll do that and all sorts of other things, probably. So please do come down to Momocon. It's a lot of fun. It is down in Atlanta, Georgia, 26th to the 28th of may we will be there we'll be broadcasting from there we'll be doing signings and all that kind of good stuff please do very much enjoy it i believe xavier woods is planning on being at momocon as well so that means we can have a marvel vs. capcom 2 rematch after well i tell you I kicked his ass almost almost I, the controller broke that's just how it is yeah, the, the was stick the wasn't working properly so yeah, and we'll probably be playing a bunch of fucking board games if we can. I know, since Mathis is there, he'll probably force us to learn Game of Thrones, so don't expect us to leave the room that day. That's about it. That's our shilling. That's our promo. Mr. H.O.P., thank you very much for, for once again me. being a great guest on the show. Go check out his channel. It's been under his face for the last three hours. Whoa. If you want to see slash bunny hop show. Indeed. If you want to see the critique and things from Japan that pop and up every once socks. in a while. And socks. The, the man, the socks, the legend. <clears throat> Indeed. That's the place to go. <laughs> Our channels are below. You can find us, of course, on Twitch. You can find us on Twitter if for some reason you so desire. I think we're about done. Thank you very much for watching the Corporate Podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. in the British Isles, 9 p.m. Central European Summertime. If you're in any other time zone, you can figure it out for your bloody self. We're done. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.